Good evening, Internet. Or whenever you're listening to this. We're not limited to the evening. Nope, we're not. I'm your host, Laser J, bringing you the Acme Podcast Sync, and with me is... Co-host, Kai. How's it going, everybody? It's been but a while since we last recorded, but, you know, we're not going to talk about that anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's not like episode one's been posted yet, so, you <laughs> know, we're the good. the recording of this podcast, though. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mm. um, so um. I don't have a promo ready, but we're going to cut here and we're going to play the promo for what's coming up this episode. Wamak? What kind of word is Wamak? Oh, you know! We grab the Sultan and I'm the daddy now! <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, Laser. <laughs> oh, my shittiest work yet. Uh, I actually really like the one from last time. Yeah, last one was episode two had a good one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. And, if you, and if you stuck around all the way to the end, you heard the cut promo that I thought was real good, but was but way was, too long. It was way too. It was it was really good, but I feel you. I wanted to keep it in two, but I agree it was a little too long. Yeah, well, that's why it's at the end of the podcast after that's everything's true. done. That's uh, true. Stick around. There's always a secret sound. Hmm. So anyway. Uh yeah. So hey. Hey, it's uh it's December. We're we're it's getting real close to the end of the year. Holiday season is here. Ooh, holidays. Yep. Good or bad or neutral, depending on your perspective. Yeah, but you know what? We're not talking about holiday cartoons. No. Well, no, I mean, there's maybe a holiday in, in an episode. One of the episodes and one of the things we watched was a holiday episode, right? Um, was it? Was there season two of? Oh no, 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 season two of Ko has a holiday episode. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we'll get to that next time, yeah. next week. But anyway, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but you know what? We're not so we're not really thinking about holidays here. It's the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So we're just going to real quick go through top 10 in no particular order. This isn't a qualitative no. order. It's we just don't, we don't do arbitrary numbering systems around here. Kai doesn't. I don't. I just listen. I don't have a problem with arbitrary numbers, numbering systems, but again, they're arbitrary. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, if we actually took the time and broke down which we thought was better than the others we could do it mm-hmm. it wouldn't be arbitrary then it'd be there'd be an actual discussion but i sprung this on you last minute <laughs> yeah if i had time to think about it maybe but yeah uh so you know this is just alphabetical mm-hmm. and and we'll talk a little bit about these these are all things we'll probably visit at some point if we haven't already visited them yeah um but here's what uh, top 10 animated stuffs of uh, 2019. Amphibia. Yeah, I I think I mentioned Amphibia on the first episode. Well, it was in Definitely. the week, wasn't it? Yeah, and I I'm pretty sure. I finished up the, I talked about the first season. I mean, I don't want to repeat myself, but hey, go watch Amphibia. It's damn good. Go watch it. It's really good. What are you doing? Go watch it right now. Yeah, pause this. 
watch that, come back, come back, and then just keep listening to it until we actually do a dive into it on the show, because we will one day. We will. Probably when season two comes out, actually. Yeah, probably. Catch us up on... Well, we've both seen it. We don't need to catch up, but we'll catch you up. Okay, I will catch you up, and I don't mind rewatching it because it's good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next is Demon Slayer. Uh, I haven't watched Kimetsu. it. Yep. Kimetsu no oh. Yaiba. Uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba is okay. We we talked about this, but Kimetsu no Yaiba is a is a it's a pretty boilerplate shonen in terms of plot, but. It's a really nice boilerplate. Yeah, I mean... It's like saying... Tony Hawk does a good ollie. The ollie's the most vanilla skateboard trick, but you can still do a shitty version of an ollie, and you can do a really good version of an ollie. Yeah, you can do a really good... Like, you can tell... I think I'm very much of the idea that, like, if you tell something well... Yeah. Present it well. It doesn't matter what it's about. Yeah. And, uh. With, I mean, within reason, but anyway. Yeah. And Demon Slayer. I, I've read a bit of the manga. Um. I think I read through the, that, like, the test to become a Demon Slayer. Oh, so, yeah, that's like the first arc, pretty much. Is that... Okay. Yeah. So I read the first arc, uh, before dropping it because. I don't know. Uh, but I've seen animation clips, and God, they really sink money into this because they know the story is not enough mm-hmm. to keep you going. I mean, it's done by the, it's done by UFOtable, who have done a lot of the Fade animes. Uh, and it's they did Bladeworks. They did. They're doing right now. They're doing uh, the uh, Heaven's Feel movies, and they also did Zero. So they have experience. So they have experience dealing with anime that has kind of boring stories, but real good wow. fight scenes. Wow! Wow! Just said Wee. that to piss you off. I know you did. <laughs> you know, I I like fate. You know I like fate. Yeah, yeah, no, I, know. I like fate. Shitting on it. Yeah, it's it's pretty easy to shit on. <laughs> yeah. As much as I love it, I also hate it. But anyway, yeah. uh, Ducktail season two. Which we um, talked about. We talked first about episode. That. Yep. And so, that there's not much more to say. Yeah, I'm. I'm pretty sure season two started in 2018, but it finished 2019. So it it counts. Yeah, it counts. And, uh, Infinity. You know, sorry. Uh, I was just gonna, you know, you you had to talk about that Darkado and all that. Oh yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine if someone's listening to this and hasn't listened to the first episode and doesn't know what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, um, go listen to episode one. I can't imagine why you haven't. We're only yeah. three episodes in. Yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows when someone's listening to this? Yeah, that's true. Anyway. Uh, then next up is Infinity Train. Uh, yep, I have it. not watched it. Yeah. I watched it fairly recently. Uh, like literally, like maybe like a month or so ago, like a month and a half ago, and uh, it is continuing the trends that Cartoon Network kind of started with uh, over at the Garden Wall. Mm. It's like the animated miniseries, yeah, and it's 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 a it's a good one, and it's becoming its own show 
later, and yeah. it's, it's it's about a completely new character, but it's the same world and concept. Do you think we'll see the original character eventually in the new show? Well, we we already well okay I I can't say, we're getting into spoiler territory okay like never mind like I yes but no and that it's complicated <laughs> okay got it next one is one that I don't particularly care about mm-hmm. but I do recognize that the animation team handled it a lot better than it's a very good adaptation of its source material. And it has some real good animation in it. And I remember when I read the manga version of it, I remember thinking, you know, there are good parts to it. But overall, I think it's one of the weaker seasons. But uh, Jojo Part 5. Bento Bento Oreno. Also known as the the Golden Wind. Yeah. Um, I want to say this straight up. I did not think I would like Part 5 as much as I did. It... Like okay, I still think part four is my favorite, but I did really enjoy part five, and it honestly has some of my favorite, at least from David Pro, mm-hmm. as some of my favorite visuals they've ever done, especially in terms of how they use. There's a one fight in particular that I'm like, God, this is my favorite. Like you know how they do all the color use, like weird color stuff. Yeah, this is my this is my favorite version of this that they've ever done. Yep. But, and I really liked I really liked Ventorio. And I'm looking forward to part six. I think the only clip from it I saw was the dance. I mean, it was hard to avoid. Yeah. The JoJo oh. memes are strong. Oh, but I sought it out because I remember the dance from the manga. Yeah, and they turned into a whole fucking sequence in the anime. Yeah, I was real happy about that. Uh, Next up. Another one I haven't seen, but uh, I've seen clips mm. enough to make me real excited about the animation. And it, I haven't even seen the first season of it, but uh, Mob Psycho 2. Yeah, I've I watched, I've of course, I've watched season one, but I haven't touched season two yet. But everything I've seen from season two looks amazing. And I'm honestly, I would like, I would, I wouldn't mind talking about it on the show. It, it's definitely on well, my season list one of- and two. Yeah, it, it's definitely on my list of things to watch. Yeah. Um, uh, and we will get to anime. Yeah, um, we'll talk about anime. Uh, we're, we're very picky about anime. I, Both of us. I think I'm more picky than you. Oh, yeah, you know, you're more picky than I am, but we're, but in general, like, in just in terms of general generalization, we're both yeah. picky about it. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, I'm not sure the season that mm-hmm. we're in talking about started this year, but certainly ended this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the final season of OKKO. OK we're talking about season. We're talking about the second half of season one. This episode later, but season three yes. ended. It was yes. like the finale. Uh, series like, finale. An unfortunate cancellation, but it got to have an ending. Yeah. Yeah. I really hope that we can one day get a Netflix pickup or a Hulu pickup or something. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I just want more. I, I don't like. I, I thought 
the fact that they got to give it an actual end was good. I like how they ended it. I don't like that it's over. I mean, and I know Mr. Quarterly doesn't like that it's over. Yeah. You know, it. it's more than most shows get, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it is. But we'll probably get into that when we talk about season three at a later date. Oh, yeah. Okay. But, uh, uh, you know what? As we've been going through this, I've realized I haven't watched most of these. Because <laughs> I haven't seen a second of Primal. And that's God, next Primal up. Is, Primal is so good. I uh. love I love Gendy Tartakovsky. Like he uh-huh. can do no wrong in my book. Mm-hmm. Just haven't gotten around to it yet. If any, uh, by the okay, I said okay. At, you, you people who pause to watch Amphibia, pause it again. Go watch All right. All right, I'll be back in what an hour, two hours, three hours. Uh, let's see, twenty hour. You'll be back in. To an, you'll be back in two hours and 20 minutes. All right. I'll see you at around 1 a.m. Or you, you'll no. be back in two. You'll be like in two hours. Yeah, whatever. Out. Uh, not really. Okay. Five. It's five episodes on, so far. Okay. Uh, but it's also it, on my list. Primal is fantastic. It's it, it's it's the like, I, I'll just say this without because we'll probably talk about it later, but I'll, I'll just say this. If you, you like that Gendy thing where he tells his stories, on like specifically Samurai Jack. Or visually. Like, it's visual visually, storytelling. There's right? an, an, a minimal dialogue. There is no dialogue in this show. I do like that. Not a single line is spoken in this show. There's, there's grunts and growls, okay. and that's yells. it. Yells. Yells. There are yells, okay. shouts, screams, chortles, okay. laughs. There as are long noises. as there's like appropriate caveman noises, I'm happy. Oh yeah, no, they make grunts and groans and growls, but they don't talk. Yeah, I can dig that's, it. That's it. There's no, there's no talking. It's all visual storytelling. Alrighty, it's really good. Anyway, uh, we got two more. Mm-hmm. Another one I haven't seen, and I honestly don't know if I'm gonna see it, even though it's on this list, just because. I, I just feel nothing when I see it, but Promare. Hey everybody, it's your favorite host, uh, Laser J. Just gonna interrupt ourselves real quick uh, and let you know that up ahead are some spoilers for Promare. Uh, basically, I didn't understand that it was actual gay and not the usual, like, implied subtext, up to the imagination type stuff. It's the real deal. Uh, And Kai explains that to me. So if you don't want spoilers, uh, skip ahead to 17 minutes and 5 seconds. Uh, That's again, 17 minutes, 5 seconds. Thanks. Have a great day. You don't like Gurren Lagann and Studio Trigger? Like... On, I man. liked Studio Trigger, but when I look at Promare, I feel nothing. Like, it's it's not a... Uh, yeah, I'm not even gonna... Don't... Like, doesn't... The, don't... Can't you feel the burning spirit of my fireman's soul? 
No? <sighs> it's also gay. Yeah, I know. Like, actually. Oh, it, it's not... Oh, yeah, no, there's like... There's a kiss. Oh, okay. Now you've got me a little more interested. I mean, and it's 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 like, and it's one of those things where it's like people. It could have easily been made these because oh, he did the kiss as a kiss of life thing. But the the scene where he where the kiss happens, it's Yuri on ice. It's focused on a lot, and it's very tender. Oh, so it's more than Yuri on ice. It's it's a it's a good it's a good thirty forty seconds of this kiss. Okay. And there's a, I mean, there's that of that 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 rival energy, obviously. That's the that also is part of it. But the the kiss is there. Okay, that so actually does make me slightly more interested that they actually went the full mile, and it's mm-hmm. not just people mm-hmm. on Twitter all like, oh, these gay boyfriends who mm-hmm. maybe just look at each other longingly, but. Mm-hmm. The longingly part is yeah. inferred. No. There's a lot. It's a lot of like this is shown in rivalry, and then at the ver- near the very end, there's like a obscene where he's injured, and they, there's like apparently there's some world building stuff where it's like if you give them a kiss, you can bring them back to life or some shit. I don't remember. Okay. But, and like he kisses him. Okay. That okay. That's more than I expected from it, and I rescind my statements. I'm going to actually watch this. Well, Eventually. you know what? You should probably put a spoiler warning before I said any of that. Then I think about it. Oh, I'll bleep it all out. Oh yeah, no. Uh, I'll just. It's okay. This is the as a side note. It is actually gay. That's all I'll say. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna say anything else. And I won't okay. spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it. It is. It's. You know. There is evidence. Yeah. I'll okay. Say. And then our final one, again, this isn't any sort of ranking. It's just mm-hmm. alphabetical. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Universe, the movie. Which is the only one I haven't seen. Yeah, uh, that's a twist. Um, twist at the very end. I thought you caught up with Steven Universe. I'm, dude, I'm like at the end of season three. Oh, geez, okay. Dude, that's why I dropped off near the end of season two. Yeah. Okay. And I'm catching Sorry. up. Like, no, it's 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 gonna be a minute before I get to the to the movie. Okay. Yeah. I've got, um, I've got like what five seasons to get through. I total. feel you. Yeah. And I rewatched it from the beginning. So. Okay. It's gonna be. Uh, a yeah. All right. So, well, I'll I'll take this lead then. Um. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. okay. So, Steven Universe, the series ended this year, yeah. And then there was the movie, and then we also got Steven Universe Future, which literally just started last weekend. Yeah, it as as sort of an epilogue series. It's also kind of ship it in. That's yeah, kind of ship it in. It it's a Ep- time skip. Time but, skip slash epilogue. But Steven Universe, the movie, is like the first arc of mm-hmm. it, it. It literally could have just been the first arc of future because mm-hmm. it, it's setting up the, that it's a time that we got a time skip and mm-hmm. everything's 
different, but also kind of the same. It's the bridge between the two. Yeah. Um, I really liked it. Uh, it's dealing with Pink Roses or Pink Diamonds aftermath bullshit. Like, from what I've heard, most of what later seasons tend to be. Yeah. It's like, how can Pink Diamond keep ruining Steven's life even though she's fucking dead? She just does, dude. She just Appar- does. A- apparently, from what I've heard, but I guess I'll find out, won't I? Yeah. Oh, you will. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, it was, the only thing I'll say is, as much as I try to avoid spoilers, it was impossible to avoid uh, oh, her yeah. other... It was impossible to avoid... Um, uh, what, What's the name of the song? Nice to meet her other friends. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That song was impossible to avoid. It was everywhere. Uh... It's a good song. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. It's just like, that's the one thing was like, it's like, there's always that one thing that you can't avoid it. Yep. When it comes to stuff like this, you know? But anyway. Yep. Okay. Um, That's top 10 for cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, this isn't really a video game podcast, but, but we, we like, also but we, compi- like we like video games. We talk a little about it during our week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I keep saying this, but if we ever get to a cartoon series that had a good video game that one of us played, I do want to talk about the video game in the context of the series. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, I agree with that. I meant to do it during... Buzz, uh, Buzz Lightyear of Star Command. I think I did. Hmm. You mentioned the game, but I don't know how much you talked about it. All right. Well, whatever. Uh, I remember there was a Samurai Jack game for the GameCube. Yeah, I never played that one. Hmm. Well, I mean, I could talk about it, but anyway. We'll we'll talk about that when we get to Samurai Jack. Well, that's that's. Samurai Jack is going to be a big one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but here, here's our... Again, this isn't a list. This isn't like an ordered list. This is just alphabetical order. I uh, got Death Stranding. Haven't played it, but I recognize... I've seen footage. I recognize the monumentalness of it. Um, Devil May Cry 5. Fucking fantastic. Uh, Greedfall. I realize most people probably haven't heard of it or played it. It's not exactly an indie game. It It's like a... I, I'd call, I call it like a double-A game or a, a single-A game rather than triple-A. A, a B-plus. Oh, no, no, no. It's, I definitely think it had an A budget. Just not mm. a triple A budget. Um, man, I how did I not say Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus? Or Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus. You know what's funny about the word strand? <sighs> Kai, come on, man. <laughs> okay, okay, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Greedfall. Uh, just for context, is an RPG done in the uh, classic Bioware style. Well, not the classic Bioware. It, 
it it's kind of feeding off the Dragon Age energy. Mm. It it's uh the themes of it aren't really the themes of Dragon uh it's a little bit the themes of Dragon Age actually, but it gets more deep into those themes because it's all about colonialism and imperialism. Ooh. Uh in a fantasy setting. Mm. that kind of combines like pre-christian ireland with native americans that's oof that's super interesting but it's like damn i'm glad i'm glad you went there but damn yeah well okay the reason why i say it combines the two because it it's in like tricorn hat flintlock pistols times okay so it's very much you know like pocahontas and like like northeastern uh sioux tri- mm-hmm. i think it was the sioux tribes around there sioux tribe yeah the sioux or the uh the uh the cherokee possibly i don't know enough about i, I you know what i'm let's not yeah, we don't. Not even American history. Um, American history was never my strong suit, despite being an American. Yeah, let's not even try because. Yeah, uh, but it it's very, and also like there's like nature worship elements to the uh, indigenous stuff, but it's mm-hmm. also it's a world with magic and stuff and. Mm-hmm. Uh, much of druids, D- yeah. druids, druids in the D and D sense. Yeah, um, they don't turn into animals. I mean, sort of. Yeah, it's it's compl it's complicated without getting yeah. into spoilers. Yeah. Anyway, we we we're not gonna get too much into the game. Yeah. Because, but I thought it was real good. Um, definitely worth checking out if you enjoy the Dragon Age style. Uh. Bit more responsive combat, and there's also like a dodge roll system that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, there's that. Next up is a uh, Jedi Fallen Order, which we talked about. Which you talked about last week. Yes, which I have since beat. I literally beat it the next weekend. Neat. Uh, I think I have that in my week. Yeah, I probably talk about that once we get there. Uh, I think. I don't think I wrote anything down about it, but mm-hmm. really fucking good. Um, if this was a quantify, quant, uh, qualitative list, I would have it as my game of the year. Hmm. Uh, which I know not a lot of people would set it as. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe it's the best game that came out, but it's my personal favorite of this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Kingdom Hearts three. I have no affection. No, that's for- that's me. I had to because, like, I just I want to say this as Kingdom Hearts is something that means a lot to me as a person. Yeah, it's it's one of my favorite, not just video games, but things, pieces of media in general. Like, it, Kingdom Hearts means a lot to me. As a fr- as a franchise, but that's you know, that's all I'll say. 
I, I, I tried playing Kingdom Hearts 1. I got stuck on uh, Tarzan. And I lost interest. That's a shame. Yeah. Uh, next up is Outer Worlds. Another game I really like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Outer Worlds. Uh, I... I could have a lot to say on that, but I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is another one I haven't played, but I, I recognize how fucking phenomenal it was. But uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake. The RE2 make. Woo, Resident Evil. Woo. Yeah, that's another series I have really never played. I love Resident Evil. I have a lot of love for Resident Evil. RE2 was my first exposure to Resident Evil. Okay. I remember it very vividly. I went over to a friend's house and he had an N he had a fucking PlayStation. And it was like, hey, you want to see this cool game? And we were like we must have been like nine at the time. Yeah. And we played RE2 and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> anyway. My main context for Resident Evil is when I was nine, maybe ten years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, yeah, nine, ten years old. The Dreamcast was still alive. It was still kicking and breathing at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, was on life support quite yet? Nope, not quite yet. Because they were still advertising games for it, I remember. Uh, nine, ten years old. I went to uh doctor with my parent, my dad. Uh, wasn't my appointment. I was just home for the day. I think it was the middle of the summer. Mm. And they had, like, among the magazines, an episode, not an episode, an issue of Game Pro. Oh, okay. And I was like, ooh, video games. I want to play video games. I do not have video games. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, I took the magazine i took it with me when i left i was like i'm keeping this uh and i just remember there were a lot of you remember at the back of game pro there used to be like a marketplace type thing yeah i do yeah i remember back there there was a lot of like code veronica and re3 stuff oh man god veronica (laughs) yeah veronica uh I just oh, remember man. seeing Nemesis and just being like, oh, that's cool. That's that's a cool monster. But why is there an Archie version of Resident Evil? Shh. Don't worry about it. Okay. They crossed, they crossed over with the Predator, so who cares? Yeah. Well, I, I just mean, you know, Code Veronica. That was my main reference for the name Veronica. Oh, oh, that's the joke you were making. Okay, I was like, yeah, whoa, that's a, all right, yeah. All uh, right. so yeah, that that's my only real frame of reference. And then when I was in high school, people tried to get me to play uh, Resident Evil Four, but I just wasn't digging it. God, I love Resident Evil Four so much. I just <sighs> don't. I will fight you. It has nothing to do with the quality of the game. It's just my personal hang-ups. And I don't really enjoy games with inventory management. 
well then you're not gonna like re4 or resident evil in general yeah no i it's just why i don't bother anymore i don't like turning the inventory into tetris oh that's i love playing attache case <laughs> can't stand it oh attache case is the best mini game in resident <laughs> any game ever <laughs> uh second second only to the fishing and dirt <laughs> too yeah I always wanted to like the Deus Ex games, but I just couldn't get Mm. into the inventory management. The only type of inventory management I like in Mm. games is uh, I'm okay with the concept of over-encumbered. Oh, like in in, uh, DS? The Dark Souls? Uh... I was thinking more like in the Elder Scrolls where it's just like you start moving real slow and you can't fast travel anymore. Oh, yeah, because you got 50 cheese wheels on you. Yeah. <laughs> and also like 10 suits of armor. Oh, man, that's my favorite is whenever you watch a Skyrim playthrough and, and you're watching one of those people that picks up everything. It's like, why am I so heavy? And then meanwhile, they've got 60 cabbages in their inventory. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> that's me. Anyway, moving on. One day... We're yeah. going to stream video games, you and I. That's a bold claim. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bold claim, but it's, it's something that's cl- it's something that's going to happen one day. That's a, well, that's a very bold claim, but if it does yeah. happen, I would, I would love to. But anyway. Oh, I already know what I want to stream first. Oh, good. I want to do all four Mass Effect games with you. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. Yes. No. No. What do you have against Mass Effect? I don't want to commit to streaming three RPGs. They're really more shooters. I don't care. All you gotta do there is sit there and watch. I'll be the one playing. No, but like, I have to be there and be entertaining for hours. Uh, the game does most of the entertaining for us. I don't listen. Man. Yeah, okay, I'm, fine. I, I don't mind, but I'm gonna be real. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, I guess we won't stream. Uh, I, I, I would love to stream, just not that. <laughs> okay, okay. What about just the first Mass Effect? Okay, maybe. Okay. I would, I would, I would like to stream something that didn't have as much of a time sink first. No. Like I don't, or something that was a little more loose. You know. I feel like I could get, I could get through to the good ending on the original Mass Effect in maybe ten hours. Oh, that's dude. That's still a lot to ask. Okay. For. Okay. No, no, I, 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 I get you. You know what? Let's we'll talk about this some other time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So next up, after Resident Evil Two remake, we got a uh, Samurai Showdown. Shinjoni Shobu. Sorry, I just had to. Sure. Yeah. Iponme Shobu. Okay. That's a. Never mind. Yeah. No. Um. I've seen footage. Haven't played it. I'm not a big fighting game guy. It's a good game. And when I do play fighting games, it's usually Tekken or Soul Calibur. I'm a big Soul Calibur guy. Yeah. I love Soul, I love Soul Calibur. Uh, so after Sam's show, we got The Surge 2. 
Uh, I watched a couple streams of that. I really liked the Surge one, uh, even though I agree with certain consensuses that towards the end of the game, the level balance and enemy balance gets real bad. Mm-hmm. I have no strong feelings. I imagine you haven't even heard of it. Nope. Yeah, it's a... Uh, uh, I'll call it a cyberpunk uh, Dark Souls. Oh, okay. Oh, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I had, uh, it, it, it did not interest me in the slightest. Yeah. Uh, I got real interested. Uh, and a friend got it on a Humble Monthly and was like, I don't want this. And I was like, please give it to me. Uh-huh. Uh, and I was unemployed at the time, so I had nothing to do. Yeah. So I just got super into it. Uh, never beat it because the enemy balancing at the end is real bad. But uh, Surge Two looks real good. I've seen a couple streams of it. Uh, mm-hmm. Money's just been a little tight, so I haven't picked it up. Okay. Uh. Then the last one on this alphabetical list is Untitled Goose Game, which. Wait, where's DMC? The that fuck? was way up top. It was right after Death Stranding. Did we? I did. I miss DMC. Y- apparently, you did. Fuck. What DMC? Fucking go play DMC five anyway. You Everybody, go play DMC five. Pull your pull the devil trigger. God, I'm, I must have been out of it for a second there. Jesus, time has come, and so have I. Laugh last because you came to die. Anyway. So yeah, uh last is Untitled Goose Game. Right. Uh watched I watched a stream of it. Uh I can already see the comments on this fucking episode already. Oh they the, they're the fucking listen, they haven't even played the fucking games or actually watched the things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, you know what? Fuck. We're not professionals. No, not yet. I have a full-time fucking job. 40 yep. hours a week, assholes. And I gotta edit this. Stu- I haven't edited a podcast in three weeks. Well, <laughs> that was because of technical... That was because of technical difficulties. Uh, no, at first it was procrastination, and then it became technical difficulties. And it's like, well, I should have done it when I had the chance. Yeah. But we're back now. So we're yeah, uh, that that's... You know what we thought was mm-hmm. ten best in cartoons and ten best in games that we have personally had ex- at least some experience with, whether vicariously yeah. or very whether vicariously or not. Yeah, and you know what? These are all things I'm going to get to, except for RE2 make. I mean, yeah, because we talked about. Well, wait, you're gonna get to Kingdom Hearts? What? Whoa, whoa. Oh, I forgot about that. I blocked that out. Oh, all right. Maybe one day. I, I guess as soon as you said that, I was like, it was like a moment where I was like, I I had I was grab I was grabbing my Sora wig and pulling the keyblade out of the closet, and I was like, oh, and I didn't like slowly putting it away. Maybe one day, if I can make sense of the uh, the remake bundles on the PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. and oh, then it... all you do is why one point five and t- and and. You buy 1.5, and you buy, mm-hmm. and you have, uh, and you buy 2.5. That's it. That's it. That's it. 
and it's everything and up like from it's one all the way to three. It doesn't have three, but it has everything in from one to uh, everything between that matters. That's including it. all the DS games. Yep, and you. You don't have, and some there. of those are just cutscenes because they realize, uh, three five eight mm-hmm. like the DS game. That's just cutscenes because they realized that game was bad. Oh, cool. So, so, so they were like, "Here's just the plot." Okay, so <laughs> I guess one day I'll get to that. You know what? Mm-hmm. If I ever don't have to go to a forty-hour-a-week job, I'll play it. Mm-hmm. Mm, that's if fair. I can if I can make podcasting full time, mm-hmm. I'll play Kingdom Hearts. Let's let's that's not, a promise. Let's, let's let's not make pipe dreams here, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. I wanna like I wanna hope, but yeah. The only other thing that I have before we get to our weeks is I have a small list of games that I'm looking forward to for 2020. Um, okay, gotcha. Um. And I'm not even sure some of these are going to come out this year. Hmm. Because, you know, delays. You never know. Yeah. Uh, but first up is uh, that One Punch Man game. Oh, yeah. That looks I love, like it could be interesting. I love that they just did the thing that that should be. Yeah. Just, just stall till Saitama gets here. Because <laughs> that's the show. Yeah. Or the I, manga, whatever. Yeah. That it's good. I was not interested until I heard that was the mechanic. It's really good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then you got Final Fantasy VII remake. Never played Final Fantasy VII. I don't like turn-based RPGs. Well, this one isn't turn-based. No, it's not. It makes it a real-time combat game, and I am all in. I just have one question. What's up? I'm watching the trailer and I see the characters and I saw Tifa and I'm like, why would I ever play as any other character? Uh, yeah. I can do a flaming Shoryu and do fucking somersault moon things like Guile. I don't understand why would I ever why play you else? don't play as punch characters in everything. Why would I not play as why would I ever play? Fuck. Who cares about Cloud? Who gives a fuck about Cloud? I you know what a giant people. sword is? You know what a giant sword is? Uh-huh. What's it's that? overcompensating. You know what's proving that you're not overcompensating? Mm. Punching. What if you do both? Overcompensating through punching? No, I mean, but what if you punch and use a sword? Like, soul bad guy. Yeah. That's not a huge sword, though. That's not overcompensating. I mean, it's as big as his leg. Yeah, big most sword. swords it's are cho- big. No, but I mean, it's chonky. Oh, yeah. It's a chonky boy. Is it even a sword? Isn't it really more like a weird paddle? Okay, well, okay, there's a whole thing with that. It's a it's a containment unit with a sword inside of it that holds back the dragon trigger bullshit thing. It's don't, let's not get into Guilty Gear lore. That's also on the list, actually. It's a good way to bring it up. I'm looking forward to Guilty Gear uh, 2020. Oh, Rev- no, what was it? Was it what's, the, what's the title? They have a title now. I don't care. I'm looking forward to it, though. I like Guilty Gear. Oh. I think it's okay. cool. Bullshit. Uh, 
Yep, those should blazing. Cyberpunk 2077. I'm looking no. forward to that. Yeah. Uh, Keanu Reeves Simulator. Yep. Sorry, Johnny uh, Silver. <laughs> That's his fucking name. I know. I know. Um, Session. It's a skateboarding game that looks interesting. Oh, cool. And I am still not over the decline and eventual loss of the Tony Hawk franchise. So F. Yep. F. Uh, The next two are games that I do not believe are coming out in 2020, Mm -hmm. but I really hope they are. Mm -hmm. And they're uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, that game does look cool, yeah. It looked... Dope. There was a new trailer during the Game Awards that... I, I could not give two shits it's about the Game Awards, so I didn't see it. I know. Um, I, I watched for... Because I know it's a shit show. Yeah, it's a shit show, and also you're here for the trailers. Yeah. Um, also, there was no fucking Smash news. There's always everybody Smash was, news. Everybody was big mad about that, I heard. <sighs> I, was I mean, Terry curious. came. I mean, Terry came out not that long ago, so yeah. But come on, oh, whatever. Um, I, yeah. are you okay? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Barney. Uh, Barney. Buster, okay. Buster Wolf. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, back back to this. Uh, <laughs> the new trailer made me a little less interested. Because it looked more ninja-y than samurai I mean, I'm down for either. Yeah. Well, okay. That original uh, E3 trailer mm-hmm. had such strong Kurosawa vibes. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you could still be a ninja and be Kurosawa. Yeah, but I was like seven samurai, man. I mean, I am more of a Yojimbo guy myself. Okay, yeah. I'm a Seven Samurai, Lone Wolf and Cub. I like the Ronin. Ronin, okay, Lone Wolf and Cub bangs. Yeah. I like, I, I'm more of a Yojimbo Rashomon guy. Got it, yeah. I Also, I generally don't enjoy stealth gameplay. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a, a choice thing. Yeah, um... Maybe it'll do it better than Sekiro. Hey, Honestly, wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I didn't much care for Sekiro. A lot of people had problems. Yeah. But, anyway, but that's... Uh, and then the other one... I'm not mm-hmm. really a big fan of this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a little bit of one on the GameCube. Uh, but it didn't really grab me. But this one just looks so good. Uh, Tales of Arise. I honestly, for a half of a second, I thought you were going to say Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> no, Luigi's Mansion 3 is out already, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it came out in October. Because, of course, yeah. it did. Wait, no, yeah. did it? Did it come I out? I thought it did. I remember I seeing that... it in Walmart. I don't... Okay, if it came out, then whatever. But it was like... Because Luigi's Mansion is great. But yeah. anyway. I haven't played a single Luigi's Mansion game. You should. Luigi's Mansion, good. Maybe one day. Mm. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tales of Arise looks really good. 
uh, from what little we've seen, it just grabbed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like I Tales. I played a little bit of Symphonia, and it just uh, didn't really grab me. I love so. Symphonia, but it hasn't aged well. Well, okay. I played mm-hmm. Symphonia in like 2007, 2008. Uh, when did it come out? A few years before that. Yeah, that's the thing. It hasn't aged well. Okay, uh, but I mean, what I'm saying is, I played it before it really had a chance to age, and it still um, didn't really grab me. Go, go play Tales of the Abyss. Actually, okay, Tales of the Tales of the Abyss is really good. I'll say that much. Okay. Does it still do that weird thing with the combat where it like pulls it into like a smaller arena? All the tales still games move. Like, all, all the tales yeah. games are like that. I like fighting in the overworld. Yeah, but the overworld is not scaled to you. And that's why Tales of Arise interests me because it looks like the overworld is. Hmm. All right. Uh, I guess we can move on to weeks then. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to weeks. Uh, you want to go first? Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna grab something real quick and we can start. Yeah, we'll we'll take a quick break here and we'll come back with our weeks. Alright. Now back to Acme Podcasts Incorporated. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. And welcome back. Uh, that was a quick break, and we're uh, we're going to get back into our weeks, right? You go first, yeah. Kai. Oh, sure. Uh, I mean, it's been multiple weeks. So. Uh, it'll be a fall. big section. Um, I have quite a few things to talk about. Um, just to get it out of the way, yes, I've been watching the Fate, the new Fate anime, the Babylon one, but I'm not, you know. I'm not getting into that. <laughs> I recorded an episode of my pod of my other podcast where we talked about the latest episodes. So, give it a little plug. Uh, the Gouda Gouda Cast. You can go find that over on my on my Tumblr. That's uh on Kaiju Dash Emperor. If you want, and that will be up probably in the next few days. Um, All right. Anyway, uh, in terms of. Uh, do you want animation or non-animation first? Uh, you know what? I don't care. Just tackle it. Okay. Well, animation-wise, uh, I finished up the uh, second season of the Netflix series Kengon Ashura. Uh, I don't know if you've seen this. I I think I read a little bit of the manga. Yeah, uh, Kengon Ashura. College. Do you like dumb fight anime? Yes, I do, and I know it's, it, it's definitely the one I read the manga for. Yeah, it's a dumb fight anime. Hell yeah. It has, there's, the plot is nil. It's just, like, literally, there's, like, because it's a, it's, and like, the, the plot is a tournament. Most of the plot is a tournament. It's, like, an entire episode is just dedicated to, like, a match, and it's, like, then, like, next episode, bam, announcing the next fighters! <laughs> and then we get backstories about the fighters and like flashbacks and stuff, and then we do the fight. 
we do, or the, we do like we mix and match a little bit. We talk about their style. What the fuck ever. Although the thing is, is that every fight doesn't go as how you. I always say this much: none of the fights go how you expect them to. Yeah, I remember that from the manga. Like it's that like you like it's like oh clearly this is gonna happen, but there's always some kind of a twist in every it's single a twist. One of the there's a, and whether it's a, a twist that you can see coming or not, it's nice that it's not super predictable. Okay. Uh, and this is one of those ones where it uh all, it does combine CG with 2D. And honestly, mm-hmm. the CG in some places it's not that great, but in other places it's actually really good. Oh, surprising. especially especially on the expressions. The way that because of it's CG and like it's like the model, it's like kind of like model switching. Whenever a character changes their expression, the suddenness of it adds to the comedy of the scene, oh. or the the, the 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 dramatic, or how or whatever, whatever like the the way that characters move. It. Like it's it's a mixed bag, but the stuff that's really good looks really really good actually. All right, in my opinion. Um, but there's not too much to say. It's a it's a it's a dumb, dumb fight. I mean, not as dumb as Baki because nothing is as dumb as Baki. Yeah, but it's pretty dumb. Okay. You know. Um. Mm-hmm. Just for the sake of comparison, did you ever read? It's the Korean version. It's Korean comics are called manhwa, right? Yeah, they're they're called manhwa. Yeah. Okay. Uh, did you ever read the manhwa called The Breaker? I have heard of it. Haven't touched it. Okay, that's another dumb fight series. Yeah, it's a dumb fight series. But this is, okay. it's, it's like somewhere in the. It's it's like it's it's getting it's getting close to Baki levels, but it's like a couple of levels behind Baki. Okay. Uh, there's no like nothing will ever be as fucking insane as Baki is. But there's some dumb fucking shit in this. All right. Like a guy who fights with his hair. Oh, jeez, Yeah, you, and there's a guy who's like, he's like, he learns Chinese kung fu, and it's like the Chinese kung fu is all about learning um the style of the animals. And he's like, why do we learn the styles of animals? We humans are stronger than the animals, and we use guns. So he starts. He bases his martial art off of guns. So it's gun kata, and he and he like flies around like a bullet. Yeah, you're cutting out. He, he flies around like a bullet. Oh my god, it's dumb. This this sounds perfect. It's super dumb, but so good. Oh, this sounds perfect. It's it's right up your alley, I think. Definitely. There's like a fisherman uh, guy who's like one of his special moves is like a harpoon punch. <laughs> Shit like that. It's dumb. It's super oh, dumb. It, it it's dumber than Epo, which I yeah. just need for the record genuinely love. Like there's not an ironic bone oh, no. in no, my body about my love for Epo. Mm-hmm. But it's still pretty dumb. Okay, I'll also say this without so the idea of the Ken of the Osh- the Kengon tournament is that like it's about like a bunch of companies in Japan 
like mega yeah. corporations settling Sponsor. their different sponsoring fighters and settling their differences in blood sport yeah i remember i, I remember that that's so that know. means one of the so there are some obvious parodies of some specific companies oh boy there may or may not be an evil ronald mcdonald <laughs> wait 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 uh, uh-huh is there mm-hmm. an evil common writer not yet. There wasn't. There was a Mickey Mouse, though. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. That's all I'll say about Can't Got Out of There's not much to spoil, but at the same time, I don't want to spoil how dumb it is. I feel you, man. That, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so let's see. Uh, uh, I, I have been watching this, but we're really starting to get more into it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a mutual friend of ours. Uh, we, she hasn't seen it before, but we're watching Digimon Tamers. Okay. And Digimon Tamers, Tamers is season three, right? Yeah, season three, yeah. Okay. Which is, my favorite uh, Digimon season. I think it's definitely the best written one. Mm. Like even I watched the English dub when I was like twelve. It's and when I remember. Mm-hmm. No, go on. I was just gonna say the dub is a lot better quality, mainly because they made they let Steve Bloom be the voice director on the third season. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was just gonna say I thought. Um, I don't know if how the writing was on the original version because I've only seen the dubs mm. for the first two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know that it wasn't for kids, but it was from that era where it was very Saban. much make this. Yeah, it, it was, was make this as American as possible and silly. Yeah, uh, which personally, I love it. I love that. Mm. Um, I, I think making something as American as possible, not the best move. On anime, they, the yeah, but Digimon didn't do that. They were in Japan. Yeah, they were, but they still and they used certain it, references. Yeah, they used Japanese names. Yeah, no, they didn't. Yeah, they did. Not all the time. Not all the time. They only did it for the names that were too long. And they thought, yeah, maybe kids won't. Yeah, like because Davis. Oh yeah, no, Davis. And, he was uh, still Motomiya. He but... still Motomiya. And uh, Ken is short for Kanichiro. Yeah, and Matt and, Yamato. And then um, in the third TK season, the third season has the least amount of changes. The only one whose name got changed really bad was Henry, because yeah. his name, his Chinese name, is like you know what? I understand why you changed that. <laughs> what is Chinese? It? Um, she Shin. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. It's gonna bug me. I want to get this right. If you think you're going to butcher it, don't bother. No, no, but I want to. No. I want to try and butcher it just to like give you an idea of how okay. hard it is to say. All right, while you're looking that up, I remember because even so, even when I was a kid, I sort of knew they were dumbing this down for American audiences a little bit. But I remember thinking three. It wasn't my favorite season when I was a kid because I was 
I have a lot of emotional connection to season two. Mm-hmm. But I remember thinking just the writing on three is just so fucking good. The plot is so cohesive. Mm. It it's, it was just really good. His dep his English name is Henry Wong. I'm like it's he's still yeah. Chinese. He's half Chinese specifically. Yeah. Uh, which is cool. But his Chinese like his real name in the, the original version is Li Jian Liang. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I understand why he changed that. Yeah. I understand that. I get it. <laughs> um, but Takata was completely unchanged. Yeah. Enrica was rookie, which is yeah. a very, which is such a small change that it doesn't even. Matter. Yeah. Uh, but Tamers is. It means really a lot good. to me. It's not. It's just not. It's not just my favorite Digimon season, but it's one of my favorite animes. Period. Wow. Like straight up, I love Tamers a lot. How yeah. is the dub overall? Because again. I was 12 when I watched it the first time, so it, I didn't I, really have the sub versus dub conflict uh, yet. The dub is good, and it is an improvement okay. over seasons one and two, but there are, you could definitely feel it. You can feel like this was, but I, I vividly remember that, like, early on, it was very much like, yeah, I know there's still that little bit more of that goofiness from season one and two. But mm. as the series went on and it was sort of like it got to its eventual stuff, that slowly went away. Okay. Because it was kind of hard to insert cert, like that kind of humor in some of the shit that was happening in Tamers later on. Yeah, Tamers got real dark. Yeah, Tamers got fucked. Tamers, there's a lot of fucked up shit in Tamers. And honestly, Tamers, I think, is. I normally despise deconstructions and stuff that tries to do a dark version of a thing. Yeah. Tamers is, I think it goes just far enough. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it never, it yeah. never, never crosses the, the event horizon and, and it, it doesn't become a, a Madoka Magica. Okay. So I got a question for you. Uh, it's not about Tamers. It's getting into deconstructions in general. What do you think about deconstructions that it o- it doesn't go farther than what it's trying to deconstruct goes, but it does go to those extremes that the thing it's deconstructing goes to? Uh, I do like that. And I also yeah. really like deconstructions that simultaneously break apart something and celebrate it. So what do you have you read the comic uh Invincible at all? No, I've heard of it. It it's uh it. it's Robert Kirkman, uh mm-hmm. the guy who wrote Walking Dead and a couple other things. Uh okay. deconstructing superhero comics. Yeah, it's not I mean, yeah. There's nothing new. There's nothing new, but the, I've heard that that's been yeah. around for a while, so, you know. Yeah, it it's an existing quantity. Um mm-hmm. That's not a phrase. Uh no, I get what I get what you meant, but also yeah. that wasn't a phrase. But I get I get the meaning. Yeah, uh, it, it, there is a phrase. It's an existing. Ah, fuck it. Who cares? Property? It's good. I really like it. No, that's not the word I'm thinking. Dude, of. Don't, don't worry about it. it. Forget, yeah. forget about it. Forget about uh, it. Moving on. Yeah, I like that. I if we're talking about deconstructions, I really like Invincible. I know there's a lot of mixed mm-hmm. feelings about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like it. Anyway, I, 
Tamers. I won't get too much into Tamers, mainly because I think I do want to talk about Digimon in some capacity later. Uh, I really want to rewatch Tamers. Yeah, I so I don't want to get too much into it. Maybe we can cover it at a later yeah. date. Because yeah. it means a lot to me as a series. I feel you. I would like to revisit the first four seasons. Maybe the fifth season, too. I would want to check out the fifth season mainly because I didn't watch it. And I've heard that... I mean, I watched the dub, and I'm like, oh, the dub is bad. But I've heard the original Japanese is better. I have tried twice to watch it. Mm-hmm. And both times I just sort of fell off it. Yeah. Um. Mostly because I got into that... Whatever. That doesn't matter. But I, I've tried twice. I want to see it just for fucking Boncho Leomon. Yeah, all the Boncho Digimon are great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Tamers. Yeah, Tamer. Uh, I I can't sing t- Tamers praises enough, honestly. Yeah. But I can't sing those praises without spoiling Tamers, and I don't want to get. Uh, it's you know. But uh, I will say this. Um, Tamers is a show that I I I I I, I had forgotten, but mm-hmm. it really takes its time. At, at first, like the oh, first, yeah. yeah, like the first like ten episodes is like quote unquote nothing happens. It it's really just really establishing characters, establishing characters, establishing mood, establishing dynamics, yeah, and yeah. shenanigans, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the first ten episodes of September, and then shit hits the fan, and then shit hits the fan even harder later. <laughs> <laughs> shit is not not only does shit hit the fan, shit hits fan the fan in every single room of the house. <laughs> The fan is made of shit. The fan is made of shit. Yeah. Okay. And then the house is made of shit after that. Yep. Shit. Tamers go. Tamers. Ugh. Well, you know. Tamers yeah. goes hard. Tamers goes hard, and you know what? That would probably be a super episode because it's a really big show. Oh yeah, definitely. It's fifty-two episodes, like most Digimon seasons. <sighs> yeah, it would. That would be a super episode. We'd have yeah. to dedicate an entire episode to just that. But I'm I mean I'm down. I I love Tamers and so I'm always I, down to watch it. I think maybe one season of Digimon a year. I'm not as no, dude, I get it. It's a lot. Yeah, no no, because I you don't understand. I also really fucking love Digimon. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it I mm-hmm. it's a very important series to me. I yeah. love it. So much. It's- it's a lot. <laughs> and I want to tackle it. Yes. But if they're all 52 episodes... Yeah, they're all around that length. Yeah, just one a year, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. I, it should be an annual thing. Yeah. But I hard agree. But anyway... We'll, um, we'll tie it to a holiday or something. As for... And one other thing that's animated is I watched the first couple of episodes of Hilda. Oh, I, I I tried getting into that. I, I think I started watching the first episode, and I just yeah, wasn't we, feeling we, it. We talked about that on the first episode, I think. Yeah. 
where you're just like, eh, it's not for me. Yeah. It didn't it didn't feel the mood. I love it so far, honestly. It's very whimsical and soft and good. I'll, yeah, I like it. it it really feels like it's something right up your alley. Yeah, I I adore it so far. Um, there's, there's only twelve episodes, so I'll probably I'll probably maybe next time I'll probably have finished it. Okay. But I've only watched like a couple of episodes. But honestly, I love it so far. All right. It, it it's very story children's book esque and what it's doing. Okay. And it's it's also funny. Like and charming. It's just a cute show. Like, there's not too much to say. Uh, I do, I do. It does do a couple of things that. How do I put this? There are certain. I'm very much of a like try and not play against. Try and play against type when it comes to fantasy. Mm-hmm. Try and like try and do something a little different with the tropes. But there are some tropes that I actually really like. That I I I'm that I'm, I kind of always keep, mm-hmm. uh, and one of those is the idea of, and this is from Tolkien, where trolls turn to stone during the day. Okay. And uh, in the first episode of Hilda, she's like, "Oh, it's a rock," and it's like it's got this. It looks like it has a big long nose. Like, oh, it's a troll. He must have been like she's like he must have been come down from the mountain, and she's. I remember she, that. Yeah, and she starts drawing him while he's asleep. Yeah. And then he wakes up and he's really angry. <laughs> and I love that bit. I love that idea. It's like that there's just a bunch of ro- like lot rocks lying around and they can wake up and become a troll at night. That is that is neat. I do like that. And another one is dragons. Dragons are just cool. Yeah, dragons are pretty cool. Like listen, I get dragons are done and like they've been done to death, but dragons though. Oh, no, no, don't get me wrong. Um, yeah. I don't think dragons are done or done to. Di- I don't think you could do too much dragons. Mm-hmm. I just get wary whenever someone's really into dragons. You mean like me? What are you trying to say here? No. No. I wasn't aware. I wasn't aware you were super into dragons. I lo- I fucking love dragons. I had um. Also dinosaurs, but. Yeah, when I was in, not really when I was in high school, because when I was in high school, I knew this girl. No, um, I knew this girl in high school, but I mm-hmm. like literally like a week after I graduated, I developed a crush on her. Hmm. Um. Uh. We we met up again in college, and. Mm feelings came back on my part it, it, i don't want to get into that part but eventually i i sold her and her uh fiance uh, uh my my old ps3 uh uh-huh. and i went to their house and his parents just had so many dragon figurines hmm. all over and i was just like and he was like huge libertarian guy and i was just like oh god hmm. it's just made me wary that's not Le- at all where i thought that was going oh yeah no no no. oh well that that's where my wariness of dragon people came from not dragon people but like people obsessed with dragons 
I thought I thought you were doing a furry thing. No, no, that didn't come till much later. Okay, uh, when I learned that's... people are horny for dragons, that because really... that, that's me. Yeah, I know, bud. My fur, my fursona is dragon ass. Oh well, yeah. I mean, dragons are cool. Yeah, dragons are rad as shit, man. Don't get so me are, wrong. So are dinosaurs, which are just real dragons. Yeah, as cl- they're as close as we're gonna get. Yeah, but anyway, yeah. um, and non-animated stuff. Uh, I started rereading one of. Uh, I think it's it's yeah, it's my favorite webcomic actually, probably. Uh, oh. cu- cucumber quest. Oh yeah, you've talked about that before. Oh, I fucking love cucumber quest. It's so cute. Uh. It's unfortunate though, because recently the creator, uh, GGDG, she came out and was like, "I can't keep doing this comic anymore. It's oh. it's there's too much. It's like doing it weekly is just too much." But she said she will make a giant screenplay esque thing, where it was like, "This uh. is what is what this was what was going. This is what's going to happen, and, this, and it's going to be sort of like all the dialogue and like." done in sort of a screenplay-esque style where it's like, this happens. This character does this. Dialogue. So we'll know how it would have ended and where it would have gone, but it won't be in comic form, form, yeah. In the, in the intended form, which is sad, but I'm glad we're going to know where it was going and how it's going to end. At, at least she's not abandoned wearing it. Oh yeah, no. I, I, and I, even if she did, I would totally understand, because that just, it happens. Yeah. You know? You're an independent creator, and you've yeah. worked on this project for so long for however many. There yeah. were a couple uh, semi-autobiographical web comics I used to, which that was a real popular thing back in the day, huh? Yeah, sure. In the early days of the internet, um, mm-hmm. there, there's a couple that I was a real big fan of when I was like a teenager that just sort of dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. Uh. But I'm glad this is getting an end. Yeah, me too. Even though I have never yeah. read it, it's my f- it's my favorite webcomic. Uh, uh, up there with uh, my two other favorite webcomics are Like a Daisy, Like a Daisy Cats, and uh, yeah, that's a real good one. Gunner Craig Court. I've tried multiple times again to Gunner Craig, and just oh, so something good. about it just so good. I find it difficult for me to get it's, into it's, it. It starts off really slow. I'm not going to lie. Okay. That's probably it's, what the problem is. It takes a while to really get going. And I, and I don't, I don't, I don't blame you. Okay. And then with lack of Daisy, I it just mm-hmm. updates so slow. I mean, that look at that art. <laughs> look at I know paintings. I don't get me they, wrong. They I'm not forever. complaining, but it, Mm-hmm. I get it. I I just sort of eventually, if I check something every day or every week, and I just never, I don't see an update that often, I eventually just remove it from my bookmarks. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to buy the books when they come out. <laughs> yeah, what I do is I keep them bookmarked, and I'll be like, it, ah, it's been about six months since I last read this webcomic. I'm going to go back and read it from the beginning and catch up. <laughs> oh, that's I... What, that's what I do. I, I check my webcomics every day. I, I I just I get I read them from beginning to end, get to where they are now, and then I don't touch them for months, 
and then I go back to them and do do it all over again. Wow. I've always treated webcomics the same way I treated like newspaper funnies when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, all right, what do we got today? <laughs> um but this is a TLDR for a cucumber quest for those who don't know about it. Cucumber quest is about a rabbit named Cucumber who's about to go to wizard school and then first and then a fairy shows up and says you're the chosen hero who's going to stop the nightmare night. What? <laughs> what? But I don't No, off you go, dear. You're the chosen hero now. And his sister Almond is like I want to be the chosen hero. Oh, silly. Girls can't be chosen heroes. And it's like a pair it's like parroting that the style. The chosen of, one. Yeah. The chosen one story. It's like go defeat the eight disaster masters. <laughs> And use their powers okay. to like to fight the nightmare night, and it's it is hilarious. And right, I'm, I'm definitely gonna look. The, I'm gonna give this another shot. It's not all comedy, by the way. It's I know is, it just starts out that way. It, some there is some there's some shit going on behind all of this chosen one business. Okay there's a, that's all i'll say and but it, when it is funny it's fucking hilarious some of it has some of my favorite moments in any webcomic ever just in terms of comedy mm-hmm. pure and not just dialogue purely visual jokes that are just a plus and mm-hmm. the art is mwah, gorgeous um and the last thing and i won't uh spend too much time on this but i've started watching this new youtube channel Oh. Called the modern the modern rogue. I, I think I've heard of this guy. The, they're these two guys, and what they do is like it's really hard to explain. They're like, we want to teach you how to be a modern. What does modern rogue mean? You're Han Solo. You're your badass Lone Ranger cowboy guy. That guy, and they teach oh. you all kind. Like we're gonna make. We're gonna let you teach you how to make homemade flashbangs, or teach you how to survive in the wilderness, or how to cook steak, or learn archery, or we're gonna do an entire episode about whiskey and beer and cigar, or and then the episode about cigars. So is this genuine or ironic? It's genuine, okay. and, but it's also very like you know, like they know it's it's very silly. There's an episode it's... where they learn sword fighting and like archery, you know. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff. It, it, there's a lot of stuff to learn, too. Yeah, there's an episode on how to get rid of a dead body. <laughs> they oh and they also, they've done several several episodes on how prisoners make certain using all cutting out. Uh, they've done several episodes where they make prison versions of food, where like they only use it's like prison recipes, where they use the things you can only get from the prison. Okay. And and items that you can use in prison, which are which are kind of interesting. It's it's an it's a very weird and interesting YouTube channel, for sure. Okay. But anyway, uh, that's 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 pretty much it for me. Alrighty. Uh, well, let's see. My week. It's been a while. Um. It's been a while. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I have to do it every time. It's yeah, a reflex. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's like it's like when someone says Ace of Spades. 
Ace of Spades. Yeah. There you go. Ace of Spades. Anyway, go ahead. Um. So I saw uh Dragon Prince season four. Oh yeah, you talked about that. Yeah, we we talked about that a little bit. Um. So it, it's Mike and Brian from Avatar: The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Their new series. Uh, well, is it really? If it's four seasons in, is it new? It's newish. It's newer it's than Avatar. New, it's newer than Avatar. Which yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll say this. Uh, just first off, because their habit of see shows. No, not their habit, but their history of making shows that are only three or four seasons long. I really thought this was going to be the end. Oh, okay. Uh, but no. Oh. It, it's cool. not the end. Uh, it had end feelings. This is kind of spoilery, I guess. It has end feelings. Mm. But then, like, there's, like, one final scene that's like, oh, there's more shit coming, god there's damn it. Stuff, there's stuff happening. Yeah. Uh... So the one of the main characters, the uh, the the guy who's sort of in the Ang seat, is voiced by the guy who voiced Sokka. Oh, cool. Uh, you, you have better voice actor knowledge than I do. Uh, I forget his name actually. All right, whatever. Uh, That's fine. The only so, one I always, the only two I remember off the top of my head at all times are Dante Bosco and Mako. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, uh, so uh, he's the he's not the, the titular character. The titular character is a literal dragon baby. Um, huh. Uh, but anyway, uh, season four, they make a boomerang joke. Good, good, great. Uh, <laughs> I would be disappointed if they didn't. Yeah, there, there was um. There was a character who had like a with a that had a staff that was like, "Don't touch my stuff, real quick." And there, he just sort of like staring at it, and he picked up a part of it that came off, and it was like, "I just feel like a memory." Boomerang. <laughs> that's, uh, right, yeah. that's pretty funny. And then uh, there's also want... a uh, anyway here's Wonderwall joke in there. God. Yeah, they get um I don't remember if this was so much in the first 3 seasons. Uh, but season 4 they really dig into referential humor. I mean, I'm fine with that and, as long as it's not every episode. Yeah, it wasn't every episode. Um the boomerang one is kind of an inside joke referential humor, which is what I usually like to avoid. Wait, did they do? Have they done the cabbage guy yet? I don't think so. I oh, I'm, I don't think so. They have to. They have to at some point. Like they, it's it's not cabbage. Is it something else? Yeah, it's been long enough since I watched the first three seasons that I can't remember the minutia. Okay, I just Maybe remember we'll... the major plot points. Maybe we'll talk about that show at a certain point. I think you need to watch it. 
Yeah, I so will. I'd, I'd be happy for us to both do a dive into it. I do have one question. I remember the first time we were talked about this show, you said it suffered from season one problem. Season one was kind of weak, yeah. Yeah, it suffered um, from season one syndrome. Does that, I guess that fixes itself later? I think season two and three fixed. I feel like it was fixed by season two. Okay, well, that's all. I, I mean, yeah, that's pretty much what happens is season one is like, ah, we're chill traffic doing and we're running and running yeah. season two we're running yeah. we're running we got we, we're doing it i i still really liked season one don't get me wrong it oh, yeah. was still a good season it just sort of felt like they hadn't quite figured out the characters yet yeah um it's like star trek season one of next gen is a little rough yeah, I would have compared it to Parks and Rec or The oh. Office, the American version of The Office. Yeah, it's just like the, whenever I think of season one problem, like season one, Star Trek, season, yeah, season one syndrome. Yeah, that's what I'm going to call it. Season one syndrome as I always go to next yeah. generation. OK, season one next gen is a mixed bag. But anyway, yeah, Um, then the only other thing I really have to say, and this is about the series. OK. The only other thing I really have to say about the Dragon Prince right now, and this is more about the series in general, but it's really very clear in season four. Mm-hmm. There are some moments where the animation, just like the sh- the angle of the shots and the way they've positioned the character, the models, is really beautiful. Mm. But the rest of the time, it re- I really feel like the CGI animation kind of neuters it. Mm. That's a shame. Yeah. It sometimes really good. Mm. And then other times, it's not like bad enough to be laughable. Like, it's not like... like Season ooh, one of Ruby. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it... <laughs> yeah. I love Ruby, but season one of Ruby is... I don't think I ever watched past season one on Ruby, but um, Uh, season three, I watched season four up to season four. But anyway, okay. Um, it's not quite that bad. It's never that bad, but it still just feels like, you know what? I, I don't think I'm being fair. Because even 2D animated shows still have this problem where it's just another scene got more budget than this scene. Oh yeah, it, this is a this is a, especially a big problem in anime. Yeah, but um, it just feels more apparent here, maybe because a lot of people, myself included, are more critical of CG animated cartoons. Mm-hmm. They they haven't really hit their stride yet. They're still getting there. At least on television. Yeah, on television, yes. CG animation is still in its infant years when it comes to television animation. We're not not there yet. Yeah. Um, That's a Dragon Prince. Uh, I watched the first episode and a half of Green Eggs and Ham. Okay, I have... All right sits down in my chair backwards and I go lay it on me son again just first episode and a half yeah but I want to I have to know things 
It's hilarious. Okay. And it's beautiful to the animation. Not that, just 2D I, animation. Animation. Beautiful 2D animation. I did see that much. Um, I, it's still like, it doesn't process. I know it, it, it plays. I didn't get into the meat of it. Ah, me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kosher, so I'll never get into the meat of it. No, um, but I'm, yeah, uh, but, uh, there's a Jewish joke for you folks out there anyway. It's from a Jewish guy, so um, a little Jewish humor. Uh, but uh, yeah. Um, obviously, it can't just be green eggs and ham. Yeah, there's because that's there's like, how... yeah, that's maybe one episode. Mm-hmm. It it's more about how. Shit! What's their uh? Sam, Sam, I am, and what's the other guy's name? Uh, I forget. It's been a while. I read Green Eggs and Ham. Yeah, well, it it's kind of a little bit how the two of them are both really lonely, but they display that differently. Hmm. One of Where... them is really not. One of them is a curmudgeon. Yeah, Sam, I am is a curmudgeon. Hmm. And then uh, the other one, will you eat this green eggs and ham guy? Is I'd like to compare him. What I think the green eggs and ham guy is Sam, and the other guys, I will not agree. I do not like green eggs and ham, I do not like them. Sam, I am. No, well, anyway, okay. The curmudgeon, yeah, uh, is curmudgeonly, and the other guys. He remind the way they make him. It's truthful to the book, hmm. but it also kind of feels like uh, I haven't really watched a lot of the show, and I think I mentioned it before that I haven't watched a lot. Of it, but uh, Wander Over Yonder. Oh, we should watch that show because I've been meaning to. Yeah, is the main character in that called Wander? His name is Wander. It feels a little bit like Wander. Yeah, like where he's like aggressively nice. Yeah, he's aggressively that, nice and friendly. That's yep, that's Wander. But he is very lonely. Wander isn't lonely, but he is aggressively nice. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. um, yeah. Uh, also more than more to it than that. There's also a little bit like uh. There's a, a a character that would make him fun of Trump, and <laughs> yeah, uh, is his name Trump or some shit. No, it's just a visual joke. Okay, 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 got it. All right. Um, actually, I don't remember what he's called. I'm sorry, this was like mm-hmm. two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, and I, yeah. Um, so that's all I've really got to say on Green Eggs and Ham. I really like what I saw, but it wasn't enough to make me latch on. Got it. I'm um, I'm morbidly curious, if nothing else. I think you'd like it. 
Um, it's yeah. Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers animation, and it really makes me feel... <sighs> reminds me of that golden age of Warner Brothers animation. Yeah. When they were when they made the Iron Giant stuff. And oh, I was thinking more Tiny Tits and... Animaniacs. Animaniacs and the I mean, Steven Spielberg the era. I mean, that was the same time period. It was in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and we're going to have to talk about those shows, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Anyway. Um, Every time we do this fucking show, it's like, oh, yeah, I need to talk about that. <laughs> I've got two more animated things and then two not animated things. So I'll do the animated stuff first. Okay. Um, trend. Actually, no. Three animated things, but I don't want to get too much into one of them. Uh, the first oh, one was I, I watched uh, Lauren, Lauren Faust's uh, DC Superhero Girls. Yeah, I've been interested in that. How is it? It It's really good. It's just Friendship is Magic. I'm, da- I'm down character. for that. That's yeah. uh, cool. I'm cool yeah. with that. It it's the same character archetypes as the DC superhero girls. Um, uh-huh. Batgirl is kind of a mix of Pinkie Pie and Twilight because she's like our intro character. She's the one we see first. Okay. But Wonder Woman is also kind of Twilight in that sense because she's also sort of like the. Mm. It it's difficult. Um. No, I get you. Who else? Is it Squirrel Girl there too? I oh, know that's Marvel. that's Marvel. That's Marvel. As soon as I as soon as it left my mouth, yeah. I was like, "Oh wait, I need to watch that show too." Hi, uh, we need to talk about your your continued employment here at Acme Podcast Inc. Hey, uh, don't don't. <laughs> I realized it as soon as it left my mouth. <laughs> I'm just shitting with you. No, I know you are, but like, yeah. Come on, man. Anyway, yeah. Um. Anyway, uh. So yeah, Batgirl's kind of Pinkie Pie. You know what? Batgirl is Pinkie Pie. Uh, Wonder Woman is Twilight. Uh, Supergirl is app. Supergirl's Rainbow Dash. That makes sense. She's into punk rock and heavy metal and. Uh, uh, she's the impatient one. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, the show off. Okay. I would have either figured her for the Applejack or the Rainbow Dash. Yeah, she's she's also voiced by Nicole Sullivan, who is oh. quickly. As we get more and more into this, I'm discovering almost all my favorite characters are voiced, are voiced by Nicole Sullivan. Voice, yeah, voiced by Nicole Sullivan or Wendy Malick. Like yeah. it's just, it's, or it Jim happens. Cummings. It, it's those two or Jim Cummings. It just happens that way. Yeah. Um. Who else is there? Uh oh. Uh, I can't remember her name, but it's the new Lady Green Lantern. The one who oh. in the comic is an agoraphobic. Oh yeah, I know you're talking about. She has, uh, she's inside of a bubble. Yeah. Yeah. She's not an agoraphobe in this one. She's just a hippie. She huh. kind of falls so into she's, Fluttershy. So she's so yeah. I was like about to say she's Fluttershy. She's a more assertive Fluttershy. 
Oh, okay. They took away her whole anxiety and agoraphobia mm-hmm. uh, and trauma survivor storyline because that's not really yeah, not a, a children's story thing. Yeah, that's not uh, really. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that we talk about those things to kids because we need to sort of. Mm-hmm. I think it's better to get kids to understand that at an earlier age, but it's we're not at the point where children's role models mm-hmm. or at least okay, no, that's a really bad statement. No, I get what you mean, but yeah. Network executives aren't ready for children's role models to have to deal with that shit. They're not ready for children's models to deal with that or to be fat, apparently. Yeah. That or too. To be- of color yeah you know what let's not oh you know what actually she's not fluttershy no because bumblebee is flut bumblebee honeybee 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 is fluttershy because she's shy and nerdy oh okay so she's twilight and flutter we can't keep comparing it to no 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 no. i i never said honeybee this is the first time i mentioned honeybee Uh uh-huh well, no, because it's the same basic... Ar- I'm comparing it to Friendship of Magic because it's the same basic archetypes. Okay, and it's Lauren Faust, so... Yeah. Uh, I think... Uh, who was I just talking... The, the, the Green Lantern, I think, is actually the Applejack. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, she has a really interesting episode mm-hmm. uh, where she's sort of... It, it's secret identities. Oh, Huh. Um they're they're high school students. Uh where she she's trying to become friends with Pamela Isley mm-hmm. because they both care about plants. That's neat. Yeah. But at the same time, Poison Ivy's the villain she's fighting in that episode. Mm. Yeah. That's fun. Um yeah. Um so yeah. Uh Honeybee Are you sure Honeybee? It's Bumblebee, probably. Bumblebee, yeah. Uh, I remember her from Teen Titans. Yeah, it, it's her. Different personality though, because she's absolutely like shy and meek oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, no, the exact opposite of the one from the Teen Titans show. Yeah, sassy. Yeah, it it her story arc is more her coming into herself as a superhero. Oh, okay. Uh. Oh, and then Zatanna is a rarity. Ah, uh, Zat- yeah, you have to have Zatanna. Yeah, I do she's... like Zat- I do like Zatanna. I do too. She gets a much better costume than her traditional costume. Listen, you could say that about a lot of superheroes. Yeah. Oh no, I meant that in a good way. Oh no, but I mean specifically female superheroes. But anyway. Yeah. It still harkens to the magician costume, but it's a lot better than the fishnets and. Do you remember that shit about Power Girl, and why she has a hole in her costume? Yeah, it's supposed to represent the hole in my heart. Oh, oh that's not what I heard. Oh, well, that's the one. That's the panel I remember. The panel I remember was, uh, boy, she didn't feel like she had properly earned the right to wear the the S. Oh, that's, and so yeah. when yeah. she feels like she 
is Supergirl. Mm-hmm. She'll slap it on there. Mm-hmm. I heard still it. stupid as shit. Oh, it's they're both stupid. Yeah. Comic you know books what? are fucking stupid. Yeah. You know what? I bet we're thinking of the same panel. We just interpreted it differently. Yeah, fair. Or the both lines are in that same page. It's just we remember both different parts of it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <sighs> yeah. Um, I, trying to think. I, hate, I love superhero comics. I hate superhero comics. Yeah. Both of my true feelings. They went the Eartha Kit route for Catwoman. Nice. Uh, very fun superhero. Her best fight is with Supergirl because it's all it's an episode where Supergirl has to like learn patience. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, my only complaint uh, about this series, yeah, and it's not even a legitimate complaint. I completely understand why they went this route with it. Mm-hmm. But Superman's just out of character. Is he dumb? No, he's an asshole. A little bit of an asshole. Um, he's full of himself. No, it it's more of like he's kind of like an adversary for Supergirl because hmm. he's just like kid. Let, let, let I'm Superman. Come on. Like yeah, all that, like the be- belittling. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. Superman, I can handle it. Also, there was you go, you go do your thing. Also, there was an episode that really important message about how um, Supergirl does everything Superman does, but she doesn't get any of the credit he gets. Yeah, and that's why they made him that way. Like every she does all these great things, and then he does one thing, and all the press goes to him over her. Because he's Superman. Because he's fucking Superman. More importantly, I think the metaphor is because he's a man. Yep. Um, Sounds about and right. I completely understand why they went that route. But at the same time, you probably could have done it without... Superman's, Superman's my favorite superhero. And really? It, yeah, he is. Wow, okay. Because um, okay. it's not about him being... Superman. It's about him being Clark Kent. Oh no, I get that. I, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. My Sorry. favorite, like when Superman is good, he's really good. Yeah, that that's also basically my feeling. But when he's really good, it makes him my favorite superhero. Yeah. Also, it's, it's, the whole adopted. I'm adopted. He's adopted. It, it's that sort of narrative. Oh, I didn't know you were adopted. Yeah, I, I've never told you that. No. Oh, yeah, I usually tell people that pretty soon. Yeah, I'm adopted. Oh, uh, I, I didn't put up for adoption before I was born. Oh, nice. uh, and I just sort of always relate. It's also why Hercules is my favorite uh, Disney movie. Does it? I mean, I don't want to. I mean, does it? Is it also how some? I mean, this probably came later, but finding out that like Superman created by a Jewish oh, man. Ah. Uh... I, mean, I'm, Superman, I don't want to like Superman you know. was already my favorite superhero when I found that out. Okay, I guess that just made it cooler. Yeah. Uh. Well. Okay. 
so much of comics was created by Jewish guys. It was, and nobody's, you know. Yeah, it's just like, I knew mm-hmm. Stan fucking Lee is... It, it just it, it never surprised me. I was raised in such a Jewish bubble that it was more surprised to me when someone wasn't Jewish. Yeah, I get you. Uh, I grew up in a very Jewish neighborhood. Like the only people in my neighborhood that I knew weren't Jewish was the Vietnamese family, and there was man, uh, that's, that's a real New York, New York place as well. Yeah, Jersey. Come on, I'm Jersey. Jersey, Jersey, yeah. Jersey. Uh, the in, Vietnamese in that area. In that <laughs> area. Yeah, um, the Vietnamese family across the street, and then next door was a, I think they were Indian. Uh, man, everyone else on that block was Jewish or Italian, and even the Italian people were half Jewish. <laughs> man, that's. <laughs> I grew up in a super Jewish bubble you, in New you, Jersey. You saying these things when you say that my writer thing explodes, and I just go, I want to make a character or write a story that's that it, a person who has lived in that that scenario you know it just it yeah. makes me just, you know but anyway i'm not yeah oh there's a whole genre like subgenre of like young adult novels from like the 70s mm-hmm. that's about jewish kids coming to terms with oh there's not jewish people mm-hmm. i read a lot of them uh they were assigned reading in my middle school because huh. i went to uh I went to Jewish day school until the ninth grade. Hmm. So also in a super Jewish bubble there, even after moving here. This is, this is related to the whole like why like Superman being created by a Jewish man. This is why the whole, it's a Jesus allegory thing makes me so angry. Yeah. Oh, he's believe Moses. Me. He's Moses. You Fox. No, uh, I thought that was what it was. It feels like it though. Because of the, you know, it's it's a similar thing, but yeah. First, the comparison of Moses to Jesus is not mm-hmm. the right one either. He's You're right. Guy. You're right. Okay, he's a little Moses. I've always compared him more to, uh, mm-hmm. like a combination of King David and Samson. You know what? Yeah, you're right. It be it's like it's been instead of the hair, his thing comes from the sun. Yeah, kryptonite. Yeah, and then the um. I mean, the, the the only real Moses thing is like the, you know, be going adrift from his home. Yeah, and Moses I mean, is adopted. Yeah, and Moses is, and that's kind of where yeah. the Moses. Okay, yeah, no, where, I get. That's kind of where the Moses comparison ends. You're super right, yeah. though. I, I get it. Yeah, because it was actually kind of ignorant of me to say. If no, it wasn't ignorant. It was because. Moses has talked about even the Christian Bible. Yeah. Goyish people stole our Bible for your first half and then you never really focus on it. Yeah. I have a lot of hangups with Christianity. Um, I I mean, I don't blame you. (sighs) Anyway, let's uh, DC superheroes. Anyway, yeah, DC superheroes. Yeah, so I, I, I understand why they went that route with Superman because. I get it. Yeah. I just hate it. It's a Superman yeah. fan. Yeah, no, that's understandable. Um, but it, I, again, 
completely understand why they went there. Um, mm-hmm. It's just there's always going to be this little stupid nerdy part of me that's like, you've already got a perfect jerk in Hal Jordan. And you've already got a perfect jerk in like Ollie Queen or Bruce Wait, Wayne. Don't you mean Guy Gardner? Really any Green Lantern that isn't Jon Stewart. Wait, Wait, Hal Jordan's an asshole? What? He's a cocky flyboy. Yeah, fair. But also, he's yeah, fucking I... parallax. How many times has he gone completely evil? I mean, you could say that about a lot of superheroes. Not Superman. <laughs> Superman has gone evil multiple times. Not in the main universe. In Injustice. And because of Kryptonite. But never because he just decided, no, fuck all of you. Yeah, all right. But when I think of asshole superheroes, I think of Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner, yeah. Guy Gardner's Guy Gar- really... I really want to talk about Brave and the Bold. So bad, I do too, okay. That, that's the show that made me like Guy Gardner. <laughs> yeah, Guy Gardner's the asshole you love to watch get punched. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah, but anyway. Um... In the context of DC superhero girls, I feel like they need to save him for when they really want to tackle misogynism, misogyny. Mm-hmm. Um, like if they just they need to pull out a good example of someone who's a hero but is just a complete and utter fuckwad. Mm-hmm. Guy's your guy. He's your guy. My favorite, my favorite panel of Guy Gardner is when he, him and Batman have an argument, and he go and and they walks away. It's like and someone they have, I think I can't I think it was, I think it was John Jones who's like, don't worry about him, Batman, he'll come around, or some shit. And then you and Batman and like there's a tap on the window out in space, and Guy Gardner has like taken off his pants. Yeah. And is like pressing his butt cheeks up against the window, and it's yeah. and his butt. And he wrote "Batman sucks" on his butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking asshole! <laughs> oh, Guy Gardner is the perfect asshole. He really is. Anyway, but oh. like, like who else can you really use? Mm-hmm. When the purpose of the episode is teaching Super the importance girl. of patience to yeah. Supergirl, Catwoman. Oh, oh wait, not I patience! Thought... Not patience! I'm sorry, not patience. Uh, teaching like that, like you don't always need external validation. Sometimes knowing you did yeah. the right thing is enough. Yeah, but that's also... sort of. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's the lesson of that episode. Um <clears throat> at the same time, I just I, I get Superman, it. Superman, man, he's the nice I guy. It. I <sighs> get it. Yeah. You could have picked you could have done somebody else, but it's it, it because it's Supergirl, it probably had to be Superman. I get it. Yeah. One other thing I don't really like in this episode in this series though, um Lois Lane's still in high school. I but Superman, they literally like drop his age. He's twenty. So mm-hmm. like when they're in their thirties, that age difference not gonna mean jack shit. Mm-hmm. But it means there's no 
way in hell now. You're getting Lois and Clark. Hmm. Oh, well. I do like how they did Aqualad. We haven't seen Aquaman. Hmm. Wait, have we? Wait, 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 wait. Maybe we did see Aquaman. Nothing. No Aquaman will ever be better than the one Raven the Bold. No, that is the best Aquaman. Outrageous! Uh, yeah. That's my favorite Aquaman. Yeah. Anyway. Uh Oh, Oliver Queen's a drama kid. Good. The, the season finale, it's a two-part. It, it's called Superhero Boys, and it's basically the superhero girls and the superhero boys teaming up to fight Zod. That makes sense. That's a villain that they would probably need to team up to beat. Yeah. Um, some reason Better. Superman's not there, I don't think. I mean, you know. Yeah. Superman uh, is always away when the plot demands it. Yeah. Um, like, hey, couldn't Superman solve this problem in like half a second? Yeah, but he's over there. Yeah. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yep. This is the problem with a shared universe. Yeah. Anyway. Barry Allen, they nail. Hmm. Uh, just completely spot on, perfect. I love him. Good. Um, and the characterization of the main characters is fantastic. Love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I already sort of, I explained their archetypes though already. Yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. It sounds. I I've been. I was. I'm certainly been interested in it. Oh, there's one part actually that I absolutely love. Harley Quinn and Batgirl are best friends, but they nice. don't know they're Harlequin and Batgirl. Uh, oh, man. So Barbara Gordon and Harleen Quinzel are best friends, but That's Harley good. Quinn and Batgirl are arch nemesis. Uh, wah, 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 comedy. Yeah, it's fantastic. And I think totally it's good. Tara Strong voicing them both. I think. I mean, that was, I mean Tara Strong was her was Harley in... And at the anime series, so I wouldn't surprise. No, she me. wasn't. Arlene Sorkin yeah. was. I thought it was Tara Strong. It might have become eventually, but at first it was Arlene Sorkin. Wasn't hold on a sec. Wasn't Tara Strong Harley Quinn? She has been for I, a while. Uh, hold... Tara Strong replaced her. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And Batman and Harley Quinn the movie. They got the original voice actress back. Yeah. Information straight from the siblings' mouth. <laughs> Alrighty. We should have them on sometime because me and them can just go on and on about cartoons. But anyway. Okay. Definitely. Uh and the only other animated thing is uh Frozen 2. Hmm. Uh very good. Love the soundtrack. Uh, everyone's performances are great. Mm-hmm. They uh, they kind of fake you out in the beginning. You think, oh, this is the let it go of this movie. Mm-hmm. And then they hit you later on with the actual let it go of the movie. Oh, okay. Um, they give uh, uh, Jonathan Groff. Do you know who Jonathan Groff is? Mm, it sounds familiar. He, he's the voice of Kristoff, but he also oh. has like a big background in musical theater. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, he was in Glee, I think, at yeah, one point. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and he was 
the King of England in Hamilton, the original Broadway run of Hamilton. Oh, okay. And he's also, uh, I don't know if you watch crime dramas at all, but Mindhunter no. is really good. No, you haven't heard of Mindhunter? No, that sounds, that just that title alone <laughs> sounds. It, it's actually semi-real. It's based on the FBI subcommittee that was sent to interview and develop psychological profiles for serial killers so you could catch serial killers before huh. they killed dozens of people. Huh. All right. Uh it it it's based on like an autobiography of one of the guys. Okay. And it's just really well written. Hmm. John Goodman does a fantastic performance as I can't remember who, but someone. <laughs> John Goodman's in it. Go watch it. I mean, he plays a serial killer in jail, and he does good. just su- such good. a good, just a, such a good performance. I like when John Goodman gets to flexes acting muscles because a lot of the time he gets typecasted. Yeah, but he's a really he has he has the range, darling. Yeah, he does. But anyway, uh, only other thing I have to say about Frozen Two. Uh, oh yeah, so they finally they give him a couple singing. So they give him some actual songs in this one. Oh, uh, I, never, I never saw Frozen One, so I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, in the first one, he just has this one little song where he's like singing to his reindeer. Oh, and it's just like reindeers are better than people's fan, don't you think? I'm not gonna sing. I'm not a singer. Fuck you. I mean, I didn't ask you to sing. Yeah, but I do it by habit because I sing all the time in my Listen, car. Listen, I'm 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 playing a character in the other D and D thing I'm in where I sing like in character, so don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, but the only other thing I have to say on Frozen Two is that Elsa has a total like Gandalf the White moment where she shows up again suddenly. And she's wearing all white, and she's on a horse made of ice. Shit, that's awesome. It's just really good scene, and she saves the day. And Frozen Two spoilers. I'm sorry. Yeah, we, <laughs> th- this movie just came out, so probably big spoilers. But I don't think the concept of Elsa saves the day is such a spoiler. In yeah, the movie where to... Elsa is the main character. Yeah, let's not try to spoil it too much more, though. That's all I have to say. Okay. Uh, really like the soundtrack. Literally got out of the movie, bought the soundtrack. Wow. I do that with a lot of Disney movies, though. Mm-hmm. I like musical soundtracks, okay? Listen, I like musicals, too. Yeah. We, have, uh, we, had, an, we had an entire conversation about musicals. Yep. And then the only other things I got is uh, I beat Fallen Order. Oh, yeah. You um, mentioned that earlier. Yeah. <sighs> uh, so when I started playing, I was playing on like the intended difficulty. Mm-hmm. And very early on, I had to switch down to like easy. Yeah, the way they have it is they have story difficulty and then basically easy and then you know what no i I think story mode is like easy mode and then there's normal 
and then yeah, there's okay. intended yeah, we, and then i there's... remember that and we yeah. then we were like why didn't they do it like padawan Jedi yeah we, we just did like we did a meaningless fanboy gripe thing anyway i think they did it because they needed to like unequivocally let you know this is baby mode yeah fair anyway um but uh and i thought like I got through all the ga- the entire game on that. There's a couple boss. There were two boss fights that just so many retries. It's a Souls like, so it's you know, it's yeah. sort of you're going to have Armor difficult boss fights. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Actually, no. There were three. There were three boss fights that really gave me a hard time. Mm. And. Uh, I call it a soul like, but I really do think it has more to it. It has more in common with Sekiro because it's mm. really all about the parry. When it gets to the, those three boss fights, are all trivialized once you have parry timing down. Yeah. Uh, but you sort of have to relearn parry timing because they're spaced out. Because mm-hmm. there's only three people you really fight who use lightsabers in the entire game. Mm-hmm. And it's those three bosses. Hmm. Uh, really good. I got to that last last boss fight, and it was just this period where I was like, "Am I going to have to go down to to baby mode to beat this? I really don't want to." And then when I told myself, "Okay, this is my last attempt," and then baby mode. And I got it on that last one. Mm. And it was just real satisfying. Mm. And then, spoilers. I'm not going to give spoilers. (laughs) All right. Uh, Then the only other thing that I watched that's worth talking about is uh, season three of The Toys That Made Us. Oh, I've never heard of this. It's a Netflix documentary. Uh, each one is three episodes. Each season is three episodes long, and they just delve into another toy series. Oh. Uh, this year, this season was uh, Ninja Turtles. Yeah. My Little Pony. Hmm. I think Power Rangers. Oh, sick. Hold on. I feel like there was another. Maybe it's more than three. I'm just going to check real quick. That sounds awesome. I'd love, yeah. to, I'd love to watch that. That's, that's yeah. right up my alley. Oh, it's really good. Um, so what's this? I love documentaries. Yeah. Uh, where my list? There we go. And I haven't watched one in a while that I think about. It. I watched another. Actually, I watched another documentary that was. Uh, all about like the history of uh, Hong Kong cinema and the Kung Fu movie and martial arts films in general. Cause it also gets into how it's kind of moved away from Hong Kong and over first to Thailand, mm. then Malaysia and how right now the scene you need to be watching out for to get real good. Is that Ugandan scene? Huh? You, you know, that famous meme clip meme screenshot where it's like, if it were not for the laws of this land, I would have killed you. Yeah. 
That's from the Ugandan uh, film scene. Huh. Uh, and it's just, they're, they're like, yeah. And basically the uh, consensus is the place where there are the fewest safety regulations are where you're <laughs> going to get the really good martial arts films. That's hilarious. Uh, the last documentary I watched was Jiro Dreams of Sushi. Pe- multiple so people have tried to get me to watch that, and I just can't. If you don't, if you're, if you're not a person who's super into food, it's not for you. See, the thing is, I like watching cooking stuff. I have zero interest in sushi. Hmm. I mean, then you probably won't like it. It's... Yeah. Because I don't like seafood. So, like. Uh, so, I guess. Uh, no, I'm still. Sorry, I'm. I'm vamping because I'm trying to find the toys that made us. So. Oh, okay. It's just that we've been fucking. Oh. Yeah, it's been a while. Do you want to take a break? We can. We'll, we can take five before we move on. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, episodes. There we go. Okay. Sorry. What were you saying? I said we can just we can take five before we get to the next segment. Okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the most recent season was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Power Rangers, uh, My Little Pony, and Professional Wrestling. Oh, cool. That sounds awesome. Uh, yeah. Season 2 was Star Trek, Transformers, Lego, and Hello Kitty. I'm glad that they didn't go right for Transformers right away. Yeah. Uh, season 1, uh, they went for two of the other big ones. Yeah, Joe. Actually, no. They went for four of the biggest ones. It was Star Wars, Barbie, Lego. He-Man, and G.I. Joe. Okay. They haven't talked about Lego. Lego was... No, Lego is season two. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Yep. So yeah. they just they got them all out there right away. And I'm surprised Transformers wasn't there then. I feel like they wanted to do... They, they try to do like one quote-unquote girl toy every season quote unquote yeah yeah so season one they were like all right barbie season two hello kitty season Mm. three my little pony so next season it's gonna be polly pocket maybe or uh what's another quote unquote girl toy cabbage patch kids yeah i could see cabbage patch kids or care bears care bear i I liked Care Bears. So did I, but you know that's more of a preschool toy than a girl yeah. toy, quote unquote girl toy. Could we make an episode about Care Bears? Probably not. Maybe the movie. Ooh, yeah, I do like the '90s cartoon a lot, actually. Was there one past? I thought it was an '80s show. There was a there was an '80s one. There was a '90s one, and then there was a reboot. Uh, five six years ago, it was a CG show. Never watched it, but yeah, no. Oh, one other thing I watched actually. Uh, they did another series like that. Uh, like the toys that made us, Mm -hmm. called the movies that made us. Oh, that makes sense. Uh, and 
if when's I can. When's the game? When's the games that made us? Maybe we'll make it. No. Okay. Uh, I feel like that. I feel like they'll do an episode on video games in the toys that made us. Uh, let's see. What was the episode? Uh, okay, we gotta so... talk about the Nintendos for the kids. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Playing your Nintendos. In uh, the movies that made us, it was Dirty Dancing, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and Die Hard. Dirty Dancing. Dirty Dancing was a phenomenon, dude. I know, but like... Dirty Dancing? Can you think of a more 80s movie? And it also falls... It it falls into that same... I can, in fact. Hold on. Hold on. It... this series falls into the same formula as the toys that made us where there's a quote unquote chick movie Ugh. and then three quote unquote boy movies. Ugh, I hate that. Home Alone, Ghostbusters and Die Hard are the quote unquote boy movies and Dirty Dancing is the chick movie. And as far as quote unquote chick movies go in the 80s, I think Dirty Dancing is the best example of like the dance movie. Yeah. Uh, uh... Why don't we talk about Footloose? I think Dirty Dancing's better. Fuck you. Fuck you, Dirty Dancing's better than Footloose. I think the song from Footloose is better. Okay. I am biased again because Dirty Dancing is in the Catskills at a Jewish resort. Hmm. I show clear bias towards the more Jewish of the two. Okay, that's fair. I just really like Kevin. I mean, I have a bias towards Kevin Bacon, so... I also have a bias towards Patrick Swayze. That's You know what? It was really you know, it's funny you say that, and because when you said, do you think of a more 80s movie? And I was going to say Ro- Roadhouse. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, like, okay. I can think of more 80s movies, like Top Gun. Yeah, Top or, Gun. Top Gun is up there, yeah. Uh, the Terminator. Yeah, Terminator 2. Or the original? Either. Terminator 2 2 came out late 80s? I think so. I think it was like 89. Yeah, something like that. Anyway. Uh, Uh, I'd be surprised if it was after after 1990 that it came out. mm -hmm. Um, Predator? Yeah. Aliens? Aliens? Not Alien, because Alien was 79, I believe. Fuck, man. Uh... There's lots Jaws? of more 80. Jaws, Jaws was 70s. Okay. But yeah, there's lots of more 80s movies, but it's, yeah. I think, the most 80s quote-unquote chick movie. Chick movie. Yeah. All right. All right, and that that's my week. Okay. Let's take a break, and we'll be back. So you should stick around. Because it's real important that you stick around, because I... Go, you're gonna dig this. Now, back to... Acme Podcasts Incorporated. On... Acme Podcasts Incorporated.
Welcome back. Let's get scratching. And let's get down to this. What have we got first, Kai? Well, uh, first of all, we're going to be talking about one of my television shows, uh, Aladdin. You cut out there. You cut out there. Oh, we're going to be talking about one of my favorite animated shows, uh, the Aladdin uh, animated series, which ran for 65 episodes. Like, not bad, honestly. Yeah. Well, that that's that that's syndication back then. Yeah, it's like the first season is really short, and the second season has a shit ton of episodes of syndication, and the third season is really short. Oh, that's strange. Usually, the first season is real long, and then a short second season. Yeah, uh, it was that way for a couple shows, if I remember. But that's how it was for most. Cartoon shows, most of the Disney afternoon shows. Mm -hmm. That that was just their motive. They just wanted to hit syndication because they just wanted to play it every day rather than once yeah. a week. It was a modus operandi. I, I wish they still did that. I mean, yeah. But anyway, uh, Aladdin. Yeah. It it started the it that it didn't really start the trend, but it. it there's a bunch of back in that day where they were like, let's make a TV show based off of one of our movies. And there was a, a lot of these. We talk about another one later this episode. Yeah, we will. Uh, there, was a, there was a Little Mermaid. There was a Pumba show. Timon and Pumba was so good. It or at least childhood laser thought so. I Childhood me also thought so. So yeah. maybe we'll go back to that at some point. I don't know. That just shows that, like, I don't know how you revisit it because it's a com a comedy show. That... Yeah. Uh, well, we'll think we'll think about it. But anyway. Yeah. Aladdin, much like a lot of shows of this type that are syndicated, we decided to watch some of the top uh, rated episodes. Or According I did, to anyway. IMDb. According, According to IMDb. IMDb. Uh, I ended up watching more than uh, the top ten because I I really like this show. Uh, but mainly I watched the episodes with with Raj <laughs> because she was all of her episodes weren't in the top ten. Two of her episodes were, or well, three rather. Wait, yeah, three of her episodes were in the top ten, but not all of them. Top ten. Mm. So I watched her other two episodes that were in the series. Okay. And a couple of others. Um, but the uh, I just I think I just go I there okay. I think the best compliment I can give the Aladdin show is almost every episode when I watched an episode of the show, I was like, I want a D and D adventure about this. <laughs> That was, you know, like, I think that's the best compliment I can give this show is I want to run a, an adventure or tell us or do a thing with this because it's a really fun idea. Oh, just, Kai, hmm? you are a DM. You can do this. I can do that. One of the villains in fucking Aladdin is just a D&D &D villain. Fucking uh, Mosenrath. He's a evil sorcerer who is the king is the king slash prince of a kingdom in a desert of black sand, and he has an army of undead. That, that's a D 
That's a D&D villain. That's also like the main character in like a heavy metal video. Yeah, kind of. But uh anyway. Uh I don't, the 10 episodes that were well, I watched a bunch of I'll go over the 10 and then talk about the other ones that I watched. Uh I'm going I'll go from 10 to 1, I think actually. Okay. Number 10 was this yeah. The Sands of Fate, which is a fun episode. It's essentially about Aladdin and the gang. They happen upon, like, it's sunset, and they happen upon these three guys called the Riders of Ramon. And they constantly remind you that they're the Riders of Ramon. And the Riders of Ramon never... And the Riders of Ramon are attacked by a bunch of bandits. And the cargo that the Riders of Ramon are carrying... Uh... It basically, it's a it, there's a gem inside of it, and when the gem crashes, all the riders and the raiders disappear. Oh, and then the next the next sunset, the riders return and they play out the scene over again. And Aladdin essentially tries to loop. stop. It's, it's Aladdin trying to stop the time loop. Uh. And the thing is, is Aladdin, but it's like it's like okay, are we just gonna keep doing this again? But it adds an interesting element to it where since Aladdin is the one who's trying to stop it the most, he gets caught up in the time loop, and then he starts to think he's one of the writers of Ramon. Oh. Like, they don't just keep doing it over and over again. They, they like, they realize that just doing that over and over again for 20 minutes would probably be you know, really boring. Yeah, hold on real quick. Okay. You're, you're cutting out a little bit. Please excuse our technical difficulties. Uh-oh. Uh, so they, they played out the time loop, and it, they each of the characters tries to stop it in their own way until Iago's the only one left, and he doesn't even want to be there. He never does. He never does. Uh, but And then he was, of course, the one who saves the day at the end. Uh, also, a recurring character appears in this episode. Uh, who also mm-hmm. appears in a couple of these other episodes, named Fasir. Is that the guy voiced by Jason Alexander in Return of Jafar? Uh, no, that's uh, that's uh, what's his name? Uh, Ab- Abysmal. Abysmal, that's right. Okay, he's in one of these episodes. Yeah, I remember him showing up in this. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, he's a he's one of the recurring. There are several recurring villains in the show, actually. Uh, but Fasir is a recurring character. He's sort of like a prophet. Okay. Uh, and he's sort of like Aladdin. He's sort of like, I see great things in you, Aladdin. I want to guide you. Sort mm. of guy. Like, I'm a old, wise dude, and I have weird magic powers. Uh, and he's like a prophet, essentially. Uh, Interesting. And he shows up and he, says, he tells him the story of the writers of Ramon. At the end, and at the end of the, the, the episode... The time loop has stopped, and the riders of Ramon arrive to see Fasir, and they're like, "Here, here's your jewel." And he's like, "And so, time is as it should be." <laughs> that sort. Of, he's sort of like that kind of character, you know? Yeah. The the I I know exactly what you're talking about. He the the mentor esque yeah. character. Yeah. Uh, in the next one in order from t- uh, number nine, which is the Wind Jackals of Mosenrath. I remember you going on about this one a little it's, bit. It's a fun idea. The idea is that like um 
even just like disregarding what I was talking about the, earlier, but like essentially Aladdin and Jasmine hear about a rumor that Mosenrath is has a new weapon that he's going to use against Agrabah, uh-huh. and they like disguise themselves and sneak in. And there's like a really cool moment of just like the two of them just kind of like in disguise sneaking into this city, like being super competent and just being a power couple. It's kind of great. Uh, yeah. And they leave behind Genie and uh, Carpet and the rest because uh, a set, uh, the idea is that uh, Mosenrath installed these torches that detect magic, so Genie and them would give them away. Interesting. But they don't know that, and so Yago's like, wait, they're going after treasure, and he ruins the whole thing. <laughs> no. And they get captured. And uh, Mosenrath's new weapon is essentially... At the farthest ends of the desert of black sand, there's an evil wind called Shirako. That's essentially this evil wind wolf that devours things. And what and it turns into a tornado and just like turns things to dust. Interesting. And so he's like, Alright, I'm gonna go do my thing while you guys stay here. And I'm well, and he does his whole like James Bond, like oh, the trap will spring and blah blah blah. The <laughs> the, the, the big crystal with the sunbeam will melt yeah. you and all that shit. The Saturday being, morning supervillain being very much Saturday morning supervillain. And then Genie points out the like, wait, that won't hurt me. And he's like, <laughs> hmm, that's a good point. Well, after your friends are cooked and you're still captured in these magical cloths, I'll come back to you and I'll think of another way to destroy you. How about that? Oh, <laughs> that's a. Good plan, actually. Now, I got a quick question for you mm-hmm. uh, about the series. One, mm-hmm. is Gilbert Godfrey Iago in this as well? Yeah, he's, every character except for Robin Williams is the same voice actor. Interesting. Single, Aladdin, Jasmine, I- Iago, and Abu are all, and the Sultan, and every single character that was in the movie is voiced by the same person except for Genie. Okay. My second question is, obviously, it wasn't going to be Robin Williams in the cartoon, because this came out, it's Dan Castellaneta, Homer Simpson? Yeah, it's Dan Castellaneta, yep. Okay, that that was my question. He does a a fine job. Yeah, I remember he was it in Return of Jafar, which came out, and I think this cartoon also came out in the period of time where... Uh, Robin Williams was really angry with Disney because he didn't want mm-hmm. Aladdin to compete with his passion project. Yeah. And it did compete with his passion project. Yeah. Scheduling. Yeah. Um, and then he, he came back for the third movie because they had yeah. worked things out. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, okay. And the third movie is sort of a capstone for the, the television show. Yeah, I remember you mentioning that too. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah. Uh, but there's not much more to it than that. It's just a cool idea of like this evil wind jackal. Nice. Uh, but mo- but it's really how, how they defeated. I say is kind of fun though because it only listens to Mosenrath. So Iago mm-hmm. copies his voice, and Iago is like, "Shirako, go to the farthest corner of the desert and never return." And Mosenrath's like, "No, <laughs> curse you." Uh, that's it's kind of. Fun. I- I loved Iago when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. There's something about screaming characters that just always yeah. make them my favorite when I was a kid. 
I'll mention this later when I talk about episodes that I remember vividly other than the ones I watched. Because I, like, it's like a lot, of, a lot of episodes just came flooding back to me as I was watching the show again. Mm-hmm. And I'll just kind of mention the one of a couple of them are specifically about Iago. But nice. Anyway, uh, next one is the Book of Khartoum. This is another Mosenrath episode. Mosenrath finds this magical book that can talk, and it's voiced by Tony J. Oh. And it's like, hey, go make a Philosopher's Stone. It will give you ultimate power. Like, but I need, but you need a magical thing to fuel the the, the furnace that can make the Philosopher's Stone. So he captures Genie, but also captures another recurring character named Eden, who is a female Genie, oh. who's Genie's girlfriend. Of course, Genie's and, girlfriend. How and did they I met, not remember that? They met her in a previous episode. There's a lot of, there's actually a surprising amount of continuity in this show. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I just mean I don't remember that character at all. I don't remember I mean, there she, being a female Genie. She only shows up in like three or four episodes. So oh, okay. Okay. Don't don't worry about it. Uh, but the he does the thing, and apparently the book was trying to like, aha! I have the philosopher's stone now, and I'm free. And it was just a trick. Yeah. There's not uh, it's not, there's not much more to it than that. Other than it's just kind of a fun. It's it's cool to see Tony J. Yeah. And he Tony really a he does what he does, you know. And it's also yeah. kind of it, it, any episode with Mosenrath is it, basically there are two really really amazing villains in the show. One of the Mosenrath. And the other one is Mirage. They're like the two best villains in the show. Alrighty. Uh, I mean, I do like Abysmal, but... I know. just like Jason Alexander. You know, he's hilarious. Yeah. I'll, I'll get to him when we talk about the episode that he's in, but... um, He's not really... He's a henchman. Mm-mm. No, he has a henchman. No, no, like, no, I mean, in Return of Jafar, he's a henchman. Oh, yeah, no, and he's more of a villain in this. And he has, like, a, a right-hand man that's the quote-unquote competent one. Oh, God. And he's, like, an idiot. <laughs> Would you call him a precursor to Kronk? This no, competent henchman? No, in the sense, like, he, like, he's the, like, the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Okay, so, Abysmal is the villain and he is uh-huh. the you know and then he has a sort of right hand man yeah that's the one that's kind of the actually competent one yeah yeah but anyway uh, yeah, no, no, no. what i'm saying is mm-hmm. do you think he's kind of like a pre this competent henchman mm-hmm. do you think he's sort of like a precursor to kronk maybe because kronk is a competent henchman he's just not competent in the way Yzma wants. Yeah, fair. Because Yzma just wants someone who will do exactly what she says. Yeah. And Kronk questions her. Because next she one, thinks. The next one in order is the episode called The Hunted, which is actually another episode where a character returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're in, an, in, an, in, an, uh, in a previous episode, there was a creature called the Muktar. Or they're they're essentially like reptile people, and they have sort of this ancient blood rivalry with genies. Interesting. And so it's he's like a bounty hunter mercenary type, and he uh, he really despises genies and sort of like it's that whole like blood feud thing. And he has like a bunch of like things to capture magical beings, 
and I don't remember the ep- I didn't I don't remember I remember the episode but I don't remember exactly what happened in that first one but in this episode he comes back mm-hmm. and he captures Aladdin and Jasmine and everybody else and he's like I need your help what like he, he, he would like and Genie was like why didn't you just ask because I didn't think you'd help me if I just ask <laughs> just like well you might have a point actually. And so he he essentially needs his help with Mosenrath because uh, the Mukhtar uh, is being chased by Mosenrath because he wants his I want your secrets I want to know how to I want more magic capturing shit. Of course. And they do the thing where they go into Mosenrath's place and they try and like you know, and Genie saves the Mukhtar's life, and then it turns out the Mukhtar was looking for Mosenrath the whole time, but he. But the Mukhtar has Aladdin and Jasmine and them captured in this magic amulet. And basically as a sort of like, all right, you can have the genie, but I'll t- I, he tells them and Aladdin and them are dead. And mm. he frees them. Uh, like outside of the palace. And it's like, yeah. And it's like, all right, I, got, I give my, I have my oath paid to him. And then Aladdin and them go back to save genie. He's like, all right, it's, that had nothing to do with me. And then he, of course, she shows up at the end to save the day. Mm. And then him and Genie become friends. <laughs> of course. It's kind of cute. There's a really good bit where it's like, we're gonna be friends, and then Genie turns into like a 90s kid. Oh, we could go down to the to the creek and catch some crawdads, and we could come <laughs> over my you come over my house and play <laughs> play video games. <laughs> He's like, don't push your luck. <laughs> it's a pretty good episode. It's just yeah. cool that like a lot of things come back in this show. The thing from this show that really makes from what you've been talking about that really makes me want to revisit it mm-hmm. is just Dan Castellaneta. Yeah. Most of the world, it's just, you know, he's Homer. Yeah. And you know, he does a couple other voices on the Simpsons, but he's Homer. Yeah. You never really hear him anywhere else. And He's playing Genie, and Genie is all imitations, and yeah, pretty much so he's showing the range. And I really want to see Dan Castellaneta's range. Yep, he re- he's way more like referential than Robin Williams Genie ever was, but you know, yeah, Robin Williams Genie's pretty damn referential. Yeah, but like, I guess it's, it feels more that way mainly because it's over the course of sixty-five fucking episodes. That's true. That's very true. Uh, the next one is the profit motive. This is the one with Abismal. Uh, okay. Like they, the idea, and this is the first one where Fasir shows up too. No. Oh. The uh, he essentially like shows up as a blind guy, and he's like, he tells Aladdin this prophecy about yeah. the floating castle and all, like you will meet your doom and all that. And the legend essentially is about a giant terrorized the land and stole treasure and uh-huh. his brother Fasir, which is revealed at the end of the episode that he was the giant's brother uh, sealed him away and now his castle floats in the sky and he his statue like hangs over the, the treasure and I'm like that's a and d adventure right yeah. there that's definitely a... it's so easy <laughs> Kai yes as the DM of the group that we play with, do you mm-hmm. regret doing this together? 
because you're you giving mean? away your storylines for future. No, because I can use it for other. I can use it for other groups. Yeah, but I want to play these. <laughs> I mean, yeah, <laughs> I might. I might throw them in. Who knows? Uh, I know that, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, you see what I mean about a, a lot this show? Yeah. It's, no, I completely get it. It's an it's an adventure show, capital A adventure show. Yeah, I completely get it. Like, just to give you an idea of what Abysmal and his whole and his guys and his second his right hand man's relationship is. Curse you, Aladdin! May you, may your bones, uh, grind to dust, sir. Yes, grind to dust. Good, I like that. Good. Oh. And may you, may your skin boil, sir. Yes, boil. Oh, it's very good. Mm. Your bismol, you son of a jackal. Ooh, son of a jackal. That's a good one. Write that down. That's that's his character. I I get the dynamic now. It it's not so much uh uh it, it's not so much Kronk, but it's more like sitcom character who's kind of a dumbass gets a butler for a day yeah, it's, it's he's jeffrey yeah from, from fresh, fresh prince. prince yeah he's jeffrey he's also black air quotes he seems black coated north african he's, a, he's of color yeah i mean every i mean i guess all the most of the characters of the show are of color well they're Middle East, yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're from the Middle East. They're, yeah. Well, I mean, you know what? They're from Arabia. They're from Arabia. <laughs> they're Arabs. By the way, this is a side note. I love the theme song of this show. It's a good theme song. Arabian night, like Arabian day. Okay, we've both sung. We can. Yeah, it's it, the quota has been met. Yeah. Uh, punch in. Uh, but anyway, uh, and it's just like just a fun adventure. Like there's a floating boat, and there's like the the statue wakes up, and like there's a he has a big gem eye, and he shoots lasers, and there's the, the treasure, and it's it's just a like it's one of those things where I'm like, yeah, this is a fun time, but like thirteen or tw- like like twelve or ten year old me would be like, this is the coolest shit ever. Yeah, like I love it. Next one is the Secret of Dagger Rock. This is a really early episode, mm-hmm. which is kind of cool because it's it gets this out of the way. Where essentially Aladdin is captured by Mosenrath, uh, and it's like, all right, bring me the genie, or else. And Jasmine's like, she takes him to this place called Dagger Rock, where there's this magical stone that essentially will act like a genie lamp that he can hold genie in, which by the way, comes back in that hunted episode I talked about with the, the mum talk huh. all the way in season. Like this is a season one episode and that comes back in season three. That's what that's yeah, There's that's... like, there's, there's a surprising amount of continuity, like I said, but anyway, okay. uh, and it's about the, the Sultan, like, don't worry, Jasmine, I'll send my guards to save Aladdin, but I'm going to save Aladdin. He's like, no, no, no. You're the princess. Princesses don't do these things. That whole deal. Mm. And then it's like, then she goes and saves Aladdin and kicks Mosenrath's ass. And it's like, and then from then on, there's no mention of that ever again. And the and Jasmine is always on Aladdin's adventures with him. Nice. So it's like, good. I'm glad we got this out of the way early. Yeah. That, that would have been lame if she was just 
there at the end of the episode. And... Yeah. And the next one is when this when chaos comes calling and we finally get my favorite villain in the show. Mirage. Mirage. Okay. Yeah. Mirage is a cat lady. Of course. Uh, of course. She, and she's essentially a spirit of chaos and discord. Oh, like Eris from like, Billy and like, Mandy. Yeah, she's like Eris. Well, I mean, Eris is an actual goddess, but yeah. Yeah, I know, but I just like... I know, I get you. She's, a, she's sort of a, a spirit of... She's a powerful sorceress, and she's all about, oh, I love sowing disharmony and sadness, and ooh, it makes me ew, it makes me feel good. And she's just so deliciously evil. She just, she just, she just like, ooh, yes. She, she plays it the she chews the scene. She just yeah. she has she has this way about her. All right, yeah, I can like, dig oh, it. Ala- oh, so good of you to come, Aladdin, like that. You who's know? uh who's voicing her? Oh, uh, you know what? Let me look it up. Okay, uh, that's a good question. Mirage, Aladdin, voiced by. Oh, she's um, she's actually been in a couple of things. Oh, uh, let's see. She's boys. Uh, her name was uh, Bebe Nayworth. Nayworth. I don't know how to say her last name. N e u w i r t h. Bebe. She voiced uh the angel dog and all dogs go to heaven. Ironically. Oh. The irony. There's so yeah. much irony there. Yeah. So much irony. Also, she was the voice of Miss uh, Marpole in the Extremely Goofy movie. Oh! The love, the love interest. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yes. I can I can sort of picture her now in my head. It was the exact opposite of typecasting. <laughs> Yeah, she's just like that villain, and she's my favorite character in the show. Yeah, well, my, favorite, my favorite villain, anyway. Uh, but this episode is about she's just sort of like bemoaning, like, "Oh, Aladdin, I hate him so much, and I hate Agrabah, and how like, ugh, disgusting." And then another, an even a more powerful being, sort of similar to Mirage, who is the actual spirit of chaos, mm. called Chaos. Who is essentially a he's essentially a Cheshire cat ass character. Oh. He's a, literally a cat. And he's mm-hmm. very like he just like he's very like oh I love just like I just like how thing I just like making things silly and different and I like showing chaos. And she essentially is like she tricks chaos into going to Agrabah and causing some some trouble. Tricks, air quotes. Big so... air quotes. Is he not a real villain? Like, he's not intentionally malicious. Oh, no, he's just, he's literally chaotic. Like, true chaotic. Okay. But he's, like, he's actually, like, because she's, he's evil, and she just likes causing misery, but he's actually just chaos. Okay. Cause... Like, it's not, it's not about the evil, it's just, I just like causing trouble. Okay. Make so... things, shake things up. For we're gonna get into a little bit like character archetypes here real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, you know how there's like okay, 
I always play chaotic characters in D&D games because I don't want to have to think about like Yeah. I'm almost always chaotic good. Yeah, same. Um I mostly just don't want to have to think about well what would a neutral good character actually do? Mm. Chaos gives you that out of, you know, mm. being inconsistent like an actual person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway. Um but for someone who always plays a chaotic character, I kind of hate the chaos bringer in shows. You don't like the Q or the... He's, he's Q. Yeah, that's how he... Yeah, I've never he's. liked Q. I've, yeah. Yeah. I don't enjoy Q episodes. Um, I hate Mr. Mixpiddle and Batmite. Hmm. Absolutely cannot stand them. Mr. Hmm. Mixpiddle is why I stopped watching the Supergirl show. Because he showed up in one episode, I was like, oh, I don't want to watch Mister Mixpiddle, and then I just never went back. <laughs> hmm. I just skipped the episode. I that was my plan, and then next week rolled around, I was like, there's something else I was supposed to watch. <laughs> no, 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 eh, and then, whatever. No, no, that just keeps happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but th- that uh, it's um, yeah. but then there's like the chaos characters that I do like. That are like Eris in Billy and Mandy. I get to get cheeky with the chaos. Yeah. And I feel like Mirage and also actual chaos Mm -hmm. in this show would fall into the category that I like. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. He's he's fun. And then... Uh, Mirage is just, I love her. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: uh, Chaos was voiced by um, Matthew Frewer, who also voiced Panic and Hercules. Oh. Yeah. Well, we'll get to that later. No, yeah, I mean it's, it's all it all comes back together. Yeah. It? Oh, he was Jackal in Gargoyles. Huh. Oh. Interesting. Hmm. Anyway. Uh, but any episode with Mirage, I'm always here for. Uh, because I like her, yeah. and she is sort of like, be is basically the end of the episode is her solving the chaos problem, and just telling them what to do, how to solve it. And it's like Mirage, you saved Agrabah. And just her being really angry about it, and chaos, and chaos. That was chaos's plan all along. Of course, she, she knew he knew that Mirage was playing him to try yeah. and cause trouble in Agrabah. Of like, course, like I'm the I'm the god of chaos. You can't trick me. <laughs> yeah, uh, and the next one is another Mirage episode, which is while the city snoozes. It's about Mirage opening a magic box deep within Agrabah that causes everyone to fall asleep. Which feeds an ancient nightmare monster. And that's just, again, that's just a fun adventure idea. Yeah. And it's just, it's Mirage being Mirage. She, like, sits on the Sultan's throne, like, knocks his, like, unconscious body out of the throne and just sits there. And Aladdin has, it's like the entire episode, everybody's trying to desperately stay awake. Do you, she kind of gives me these, like, uh, Magicka vibes the new magica yeah yeah she's very new magica okay in that way 
that vibe. The evil sorceress vibe. Yeah. Next okay. one is the Citadel, which is an episode that I was like, is this episode in this top ten? Because I was I didn't remember the name of the episode, but I remember this episode. It's about Mosenrath. It's the first episode Mosenrath shows up in. Mm-hmm. Where he hires Aladdin to essentially like he shows up and he's like, Oh, He's looking for someone to do a thing for him. And he's like, he finds Aladdin. He's like, well, won't you do this thing for me? You cause all this trouble. Yeah, but I'll pay you money. I don't care about money. <laughs> huh. Well, that might be a little, this might be a little harder than I thought. <laughs> essentially, he hires Aladdin. He sort of do his own ways. Essentially, gets Aladdin to do a thing where uh, uh, Mosenrath has this creature, I forget the name of the creature, but it's essentially a creature that eats magic. Uh, okay. And he uses it to, like, essentially, he, he was essentially the apprentice of a, the, the sorcerer who originally owned the Black the, the, the black Sand Kingdom, but he captured that creature and used it to defeat him and take his power. Huh. And it was sort of also a sort of way where he's like, now I can use this evil magic-eating thing to conquer everywhere. But it got away from him, and he can't go after it because it'll eat his magic. So he tell he gets Aladdin to try and go after it because Aladdin's not magic, but it does try to eat genie and carpet. Of course. Uh, and the end of the episode is, uh, essentially it's from a, a world that's made in magic, like where magic is like water. So it's it's like it's starving to death, where it's. It's de- it's a uh, what's the word dehydrated? Oh, it's dehydrated, like it in a it, world where magic is water. In a world where magic is water, Kevin Costner. <laughs> uh, and it's just it's just a fun again. It's another just fun idea for an adventure. And the last one is number one rated, which is called the Eye of the Beholder. And this is a mir- another Mirage episode. Of course. And Mirage essentially tricks Jasmine into taking this special lotion that starts turning her into a snake monster. Oh. And Aladdin goes out of his way to try and, like, we have to find the. And Fasir tells him about this magical fruit from a tree that will heal them, will heal her and remove the curse. Right? Yeah. And so. They go on this journey, and slowly she becomes more and more monstrous. And she's like, "I don't want." Like, she almost kills Aladdin because she has poisonous spikes on her body. Oh boy! Like, and she's like, "I don't like I I I Aladdin. What if we can't? What if I can't be turned back? I we can't even. I can't even touch you, or I'll kill you. You know? Yeah. And then at the end of the episode, of course, they find the tree, and then Mirage just like she gets really angry, and she's like, "Hmm." You know what? Nah, and she kills the tree. Oh. And she's just like, ha, I did it. And Fasir shows up and, is, and he says, No, you have not one. And it's like, he's like, What are you talking about? I, I have one. Love loses. She's, it's like this whole thing about, it's like a bet between her and Fasir about love. Uh. And so, and what Aladdin does is he takes the same potion and he turns into a snake. Because he says, if we can't be together as humans, we'll be together as monsters. So is this, like, how how do they not be snake monsters anymore? Well, 
it's like a uh, it's a Deus Ex Machina. If a seer gets the tree back, it was oh, more okay. to prove. It was he just like makes the tree come back, and it's like it was more to it's like to it, prove he a just, point. He, he was to prove a point, and then he was like, okay, okay now that I've proven my point, here's the tree. Okay. And uh, it's revealed at the end of the episode that Fasir and Mirage had a thing before. Oh, like they were romantically involved in some way. Okay, and he, so and he, and he remarks about you'll come back to me eventually. Hmm. So Mirage is chaos. She represents chaos. Yeah, she's she's not actually chaos, but she is like a, yeah. a chaotic. She's just like she's causing. A chaos, this... She's a chaos entity, but she she's not pure chaos. Yeah. yeah. Do you think, in that same sense, Fasir represents order? Yeah, for sure. He's okay. he represents law, order. For sure, okay. he's the opposite to Mirage. He's lawful good. She's chaotic evil. Got it. Okay. Uh, and again, there was a bunch of episodes just to remember. And I'm just gonna just like, rattle shit off like now because I'm just, it, just, it all just came in a stream as I was watching the show. Mm-hmm. There was an episode where Aladdin met one of his old friends who he knew when he was still a street rat, and they were they were orphans together. And he had he's essentially been turned into a monster by Mirage, mm-hmm. and Mirage is slowly turning all of these other children into monsters by essentially it's sort of a, a Pinocchio situation with the fox where it's like pulling them into a deal with the devil. To give yeah. them a better life, but it turns them into a monster. It's called and it's called the Lost Ones. And oh. at the end of the episode, the monster guy uh, is, realizes that if he starts do, doing good deeds, he'll slowly turn back into a human. And it's sort of like at the end, him and Aladdin sort of, you know, have recompense, yeah. and he goes off. It's a good episode. There's another one with where this Nordic hero shows up from a far off land. And he's like, "You're the hero of this land, ha!" You're nothing but a weak scrawny man, and it's just him about learning that brute force isn't isn't everything. Yeah, Aladdin's a hero because he's smart. Yeah, and then there's a second episode where he shows up again, where they have to stop a bunch of lizards who've eaten stinky cheese and they have bad breath, <laughs> and it knocks people out because it's so bad. The uh, the Nordic episode, um, yeah, that one really resonates with me because that's basically every Jewish folklore story. Hmm. Uh, because like every Jew, like all our folk heroes are uh, smart. They're, they're not. Yeah, we we outsmart. Knowledge is like the most important thing in Jewish culture. Huh. Neat. Um. And so the reason there's a lot of Jewish lawyers isn't because we make a lot of money, but because argument and debate and discussion is so like integral to Jewish culture that we're just predisposed to going into that field because that's all that job is. Mm-hmm. Also, it makes a lot of money. But, yeah, you know, fair. Little bit of A, little bit of B. Yeah, got it. Uh, and I just remember there was, I remember there was an episode with like, there was like a, a guy who was like, it was a Moby Dick situation. He was trying to kill a shark that had treasure on its belly that ran through the sand. I think I remember that episode. And I'm like, that's a sick ass adventure idea. Yeah. Like, there's, it's like, and the, the, the uh, I was going to mention Iago has a, some episodes about him. Mm-hmm. They're mainly about this character who's like a rainbow bird, who's like a rain spirit, like Mesoamerican style lady. And she falls in love with him for some reason. 
despite him being a complete asshole. Boy, if that isn't most uh, streamer cu- uh, couples. Yeah, for calling somebody out in particular, aren't we? No, not mm. really. Mm. Anyway, uh, and I'm, I'm sorry, I was not in specifically doing that. Okay. Um, the uh, and the villain of those episodes is Ia- quote unquote Iago's villain, who is a feathered serpent by the name of Marcho. Marcho. Mulcho. Marcho. Mulcho. Okay. Marcho. The evil serpent Marcho. And he's like, he was the original rain and storm god before the rainbow bird. Like, took him uh, out of his... And he's sort of like, I want my revenge and I want my throne as the god of the storms and rain and shit. Interesting. And he's like, and he shows up like three... Like, terror and him throw up in three different episodes and it's like, they're Iago-focused episodes. Oh, there was one side note. In the episode where chaos with Chaos, mm-hmm. uh, Chaos transforms Iago's head to look like Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was something that needed uh, to be mentioned. I love Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Uh. Uh. So is that Aladdin? Uh, I think that's Aladdin. Yeah. Do you have any closing thoughts on the series as a whole rather than individual episodes? Um, it is a, like I said, is a capital A adventure show. Okay. It It is, I think, a perfect, it is a perfect adventure show. Okay. It, it is, like, it's not as, it's not as funny as Hercules. Because like, I remember Hercules being way funnier. <sighs> We'll we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. I remember Hercules being funnier, but it is a better adventure show. It's just it, it's full of really. Fu- it takes a lot of inspiration from its source material, and it has a lot of its own fun ideas that it just kind of does things with. And it's not afraid to just make shit up that's kind of weird and interesting and out there. And it it just it's pure fodder for again D and D esque adventures. Yeah, it, it 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 speaks of that era, the the sword and sorcery, old D and D style stuff. That's just like, yeah, I want to play that. I want to go fight the giant in the sky castle with the treasure and the the laser beams. I want to go fight the guy in the the black sand desert with the army of the undead. Like that sounds sick. That does sound sick. You know, like that's that's the best compliment I can give to Aladdin. Is I want to go play a D and D adventure that's set in Agrabah. You know, yeah. But anyway, I, it you've definitely given me the Jones for a uh, Middle Eastern themed D and D campaign. I would love to do it at some point. Yeah, I that mm, yes, maybe maybe for our next campaign. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, I'm, uh, running, a, I'm running a Japanese short thing for the other group, Fantasy Japan. Okay, that. That's right up your alley. Yeah, it is, because we're all huge weebs. But anyway. Mm. Uh, okay. So that's Aladdin. Um, I'm going to take a quick break. And yeah. then we'll get into uh, Hercules, the animated series. Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. 
Acme Podcasts Incorporated. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. All right, and we're back. Uh, now we're going to talk about uh, Disney's Hercules. Uh, sadly, he, not the movie. He put the Gladden Gladiator. He did put the Gladden Gladiator. I'm glad that they used that song for the theme. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, that that's... I don't know what else they could have done. Yeah, you're right. Stars Born, that's... Yeah, Stars Born maybe, but no. That That's... They could have made the their own song. wrap-up for... Yeah. yeah, they could have made their own song. But why do that when you have a perfectly good song that perfectly works yeah. for your tone? I'm not crazy that they didn't use the actual recording from the movie. Yeah, fair. But I don't think the version they did for the TV show was as good. I mean, that's, you know, that's a little unfair. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. So, okay, let, let's get Hercules. down to brass tacks. Hercules. I watched IMDb's top 10 rated, which was Hercules. and They're all titled like Hercules and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, So the first one, I'm just going to, I'm not going to say Hercules and the for all of them. I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say the blank. Yeah, the blank. Uh, The first one, Spartan Experience. Uh, Then the Long Nightmare. The All Nighter. The Big Show. The Odyssey Experience. The Big Sink, Spring of Canathus, Hostage Crisis, Big Lie, and Prince of Thrace. Hmm. All of these were really boring. One of them was a clip show. How do you have a clip show in your top ten? I don't know. Like, if it's not Clerks 2... I mean, if it's not the Clerks animated series clip show, how mm. is it in the top ten? Okay, I'm surprised the Pandora's Box episode isn't on here. Yeah, I only remember, like, three episodes from when I was a kid, because I think I only saw three episodes when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. This was one of those shows that I always wanted to watch, but the timing was never right. Mm. Um... There were there were none of these that were like existed out to you. Um, actually, no. Uh, do you remember the name of the sleep god? Oh, Morpheus. 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 Uh, shows up in two episodes. There's two sleep based ones. There's one that's uh, Morpheus's brother. It like creates the nightmare. Oh yeah, I think that's the long nightmare, and then I think the all nighter is where uh, Hercules makes uh, Morpheus sleep by oh, using so a blanket so, so, on him. Oh yeah, I remember, and the nobody else can sleep. Yeah, yeah, no one. And at first, like everyone's like, "Okay, we're getting all this shit done." Hell yeah! And then shit gets weird. Yeah, uh, the long nightmare and all nighter were both mostly because okay. Mm-hmm. James Woods is a bad man. Yes, yes. Yeah, well, let's get that out of the way. He's James a Goods, bad man. 
Dan's was bad, a, but Hades is great. Phenomenal actor and voice actor. Yes, Hades is great, and he's the best part of this show and one of the best parts of the movie, but let's get that out of the way. James Wood yeah. is a bad person. James Woods is also Morpheus, and it's a very different really? energy. Really? I've, yes. I didn't know that. That's it's a neat. very calm, quiet James Woods. It's like a... I mean, oh, yeah, no, I completely understand why this is a thing, but you have to understand I can't just not let people sleep. Hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Hades is... Hades. Hey, a lot of the dead. How you doing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all we all know Hades. We know Hades. Uh, so there's only maybe a f- more characters from the movie reappear in this show than I thought. Mm-hmm. There is a Megara episode. There's one. It's not in the top one. It's on the top How? ten. How? I don't know. Is any of the episodes of Hecate in here? Because I remember her. No, she's not in I here like, either. I like Hecate. I don't remember any of them. (laughs) Okay, the thing with Hecate was that she was like the goddess of night and magic, and there's an episode where she takes over Hades' throne. That sounds so fucking cool. Hecate is like one of my favorite Greek goddesses. Like she creates a crystal golem that captures Hades' magic inside of it. (sighs) There's another episode that I liked where... um, Pain and panic are like, okay, we fucked up, but how can we kill Hercules? Hmm. And they find out about a potion that can make people kids again, like babies again. Hmm. And they try to hit Hercules with it, but they hit, uh, first they hit uh, Paris Hmm. uh, from, you know, from yeah troy uh troy, yeah what what's the not the odyssey adonis. not a, no no not Adonis. adonis. The, the uh, iliad the iliad that's it yeah uh a, a paris from the iliad uh mm-hmm. voiced by dietrich bader huh uh he's he's the uh the Prince of Thrace. He's the Prince of Thrace. He's also in the. He's also central in the Spartan experience. Oh, neat. He plays a much larger role. These ten episodes make him seem like he plays a much larger role in the series overall than I remember. Hmm. I just kind of remember him being like a snuff, like a stuck-up kind of snobby, bullyish character, mm-hmm. which he was. But I remember him overall. From the episodes I watched as a kid, he didn't seem as important as these 10 episodes make him seem. But anyway, Pain and Panic hit him. They hit... uh, Icarus? They hit Icarus and they hit Herc. Okay. And so it's up to uh, Cassandra... Of course. uh, ...to get them to the place that will turn them into their right age again. Makes sense. And the episode... It's a not a, it doesn't have a great message because the start mm. of the episode is they're in a home ec or health class or oh whatever. Oh god, and it's, it's about the, the lady learning how to take care of babies. Yeah. Oh, fuck off. Yeah, but the, the thing is it's a bad message. Yeah. But Cassandra's a 
a highlight of the series to me. Mm-hmm. I just think like she she's sarcastic. She she's the goth character. She's, she's the goth. the '90s goth girl character for Daria. the show. She's Daria. Uh, that one character from Fillmore. Yeah. Uh, Ingrid third. Ingrid, yeah. Is she... How did I remember that? I don't know. I've seen Fillmore like twice. <laughs> it's a good show, but anyway. Yeah, I remember liking what I saw. That's besides it's the point right now. Besides the point, we're neither here yeah. nor there. Yeah. Um. It. I think it's a good episode because it's her. Mm-hmm. And. Payne's the one that's not Bobcat Goldthwaite, right? Yeah. It's her and Payne, because uh, Panic also gets turned into a little kid. Huh. And so All it's right. them having to work together. It, it, I just... I like Cassandra as a character. Mm-hmm. That's a bad episode for her, though. Yeah. Because it's her learning... Yeah. It still kind of ends with the whole, like, I'd never want to do this again type thing but it also ends on the like okay this isn't as bad as i thought it mm. it it's a bad message wait i have a question what's up is there an episode with aphrodite in this because if there's not not in this that means you didn't get to hear it hear what aphrodite 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 no i didn't get to the goddess of love no. Come on. Fuck. No. Every you time know, she shows. By the way, every time she shows up, that jingle voice. Fantastic. So okay. How come all the episodes I remember aren't on this top ten? Fuck, I. I don't know. The episodes I remember from when I was a kid aren't in this. The episodes I remember from when I was a kid was. You remember that Greek myth about the guy who sculpts a statue that he falls in love with? Yeah, that was an episode with Aphrodite, and it was about Hercules instead of the guy. Yeah, th- that's one of the episodes I saw as a kid. Yep. Uh, there's the Herc and Megara episode that I saw as a kid. Yep. And then there was the Trojan War <laughs> one, the Iliad or whatever. Yeah, that's also an episode about Medusa becoming a transfer student. Yep, never saw that one. The ten episodes that this that IMDb picked are boring. Mm-hmm. Just, it's... Not good. And the only thing, the only good things I have to say about this are the performances because they're well performed. They're mm-hmm. just boring episodes. Um, yeah, yeah. But here's okay. So Tate Donovan's back as Hercules. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dietrich Bader is uh, Paris. Patrick Warburton shows up. I can't remember who he is. I think he's one of the Spartan instructors, which makes perfect sense. Mm. Uh, Tom Kenny shows up at some point. Not, I don't remember who he was. Mm-hmm. Is Who is Phil in this? Like, it can't be Danny DeVito. No, it's not DeVito, sadly. It is uh, Robert Costanzados. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Robert Costanzo. Mm-hmm. I, I, 
I wrote here in my notes, Robert Costanzo does a real passable DeVito. Mm-hmm. But I wrote... Pretty, I remember him. I mean, I watched the crossover episode, and he did a pretty good job. Yeah, it's not a perfect imitation, but it's mm. it, it's passable. It's real passable. It's real good. Uh, but I wrote does really close to Costanzo. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it was Costanzo does. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, okay, that was funnier to me. <laughs> Don't. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, that okay. joke was only for me. So do yeah. you want me to talk about the, the crossover? We'll get there. I just want to get through okay, the rest yeah, of no, my notes. Just, I only sorry. have one little notepad okay. page of notes. Oh, um, the animation's pretty good, but it's neither the act... Okay. Mm-hmm. Aladdin was capital A adventure. Yes. Hercules tries to be both comedy and adventure. But yeah. It does neither really well though. Yeah, it didn't it should have leaned towards In, comedy. Yeah. And parody. But okay, no no no. It does lean more towards comedy than action mm-hmm. or adventure. But it still has action and adventure in it. Because it's Hercules. It has to. It's all about him becoming a hero. And Greek myths and all that. Yeah. But none of them are really that interesting. Like, none of the... None of... The comedy's not that good. Mm Mm-hmm. The action's not that good either. Mm Mm-hmm. It's just not good. Scathing. Yeah. Um... Yeah. The only time it actually gets funny mm-hmm. is if both Icarus and Cassandra are in a scene. Oh. Well, I thought that would I thought that would be a lot of the time. In the ten episodes I saw, not really. You get wow. one or the other. Huh. I remember them being together all the time. I remember the, the, there being a whole it was a whole Well yeah, the it, whole thing is Icarus is in, is infatuated with Cassandra and Cassandra and wants no part of it. Yeah, she's disgusted with him because he's because you know. See, I don't read it as disgust. She's just like, ugh. It's just like I don't even read it as she actually hates him. She's just kind of tired of him being infatuated. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, just let it go. Yeah, because like I don't know. No, I get it. I always feel for the character who's hopelessly in love with the sarcastic goth girl hmm someone someone uh ken with icarus i don't want to talk about it but <laughs> it's okay um man. yeah we all want that <laughs> no, we all kidding. want that we all want that big titty goth girlfriend i, I don't want to get into it <laughs> um God. Or Tom Kenny. If Tom Kenny's in the scene, he's he does a couple like bit voice. This is mm-hmm. pre SpongeBob, or it's like right before SpongeBob. This is because this yeah, show yeah. aired ninety eight, ninety nine. SpongeBob mm-hmm. was ninety nine. Yep. Um, this was before or like during the first like season. Season, of yeah. Before it could take off. Before it was even a thing. Yeah. Before it was when Tom Kennedy was probably better known for that sketch comedy show he was on. Oh yeah, he was doing that. Was it was a comedy Bang Bang, or I don't, I don't, I don't remember. remember either. I'm sorry. Um, it's fine. It's fine. 
There was one joke that I really liked, and it was from Morpheus. Hmm. Um, Um, so someone comes over to Morpheus's house. Mm -hmm. Uh, it's either Hercules or it's Hades. I can't remember who, Mm -hmm. but he goes, um, would you like coffee? I have coffee, but it's old. It's (laughs) pre-Columbian. That was the only moment where I burst out laughing. That's that's a really good joke. Yeah, and it's, again, James Wood's horrible person. He understands comedic timing, so it was yeah. delivered fantastically. It's pretty Columbus. <laughs> I mean, the joke I remember is actually from the Odyssey episode about, like, I'm nobody. Like, I thought that was funny. Yeah. But it was because he's being empathetic instead of clever. Yeah. I think that's I think that's only funny for people who have read the Odyssey. Yeah. I wish James Woods wasn't a shitty person. Yeah, me too. I wish a lot of people weren't shitty people, but Yeah, but especially James Woods, because he's yeah. so good. Um, um or uh one other one more note. Okay. Um I think Eric Idle is in the hostage crisis. Oh. Eric Idle being from Monty Python. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners who might not know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he plays the guidance counselor. Oh, neat. Uh, who's all... Again, it, it's another... We talked about this earlier when we were going through our weeks and talking about a DC superhero girls, but it's another episode that's all about teaching the heroic hero patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and I think Eric Idle and the yeah. Anyway, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's what I got. And you want to talk about the crossover with Aladdin, which is why we paired these two together. Yes. That um, for the listeners at home, I wasn't able to get the crossover to work to play. So it's fine. I'm in the dark here. So you take it over, Kai. So the plot of this episode is the idea is that pain and panic go to Hades and they're like, hey, we've got a problem. He's like, what do you mean problem? A bit of a complainer. He's really weird and he gives me the heebie-jeebies. All right, let's just go talk to the staff. Okay. That's a really keep... good James Woods, by the way. That was let's go touch really... this stuff. All right. Well, thank yeah. you. I don't know if I could take that as a compliment. It's an imitation. That's true. It's a real good imitation. But anyway, he's just like he was just here in the line. Is he tall? You know, a little spooky. Yeah. How do you know? Uh, lucky guess. <laughs> Jafar's like standing right behind them. Yeah. Which, by the way, it makes no sense why Jafar is in the underworld, because Jafar isn't dead. He's just trapped in the lamp again. Yeah. But whatever. Who cares? Didn't the lamp fall, like, deep into the crevice of the earth? You know what? That's fair. It's been a while since I saw the return of Jafar. I saw the return of Jafar more than I saw... You know what? I don't think I've ever seen Aladdin. (laughs) I... (laughs) 
that's <laughs> I watched uh, I watched the cartoon because it was on TV. I and mm. one of the only VHSs I owned as a kid was the Return of Jafar, and I had like the little gold storybook for Aladdin, so I knew the story of Aladdin, but I don't think I've ever watched it all the way through. Mm. <laughs> I think I've seen like I. I only remember like two or three times it played on um, the Disney Channel. Mm-hmm. And I think I started watching it, but got interrupted. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, Jafar. Yeah, the, the plot is Jafar. It's like, all right, Jafar, get out of here. And then he just shows up again. And Hades thing, because he's trying to plan her, her, the downfall of Hercules. Mm. He's like. Oh, evil plans. I know all about that. What do you mean? Oh, I dealt with, you know, such things. I was the most powerful sorcerer in the world, you know. Uh-huh. But that accursed Aladdin. And then they do this whole, you know, it's like, Aladdin, huh? Huh. It's like, hey, I could deal with Hercules easily. Really. Yes, of course. And then he's like, fine. What? You want to deal with Hercules here? And then he, he returns Jafar back to life. And Jafar mm. is like, hey, I'm going to go beat up Hercules. And then Hercules beats him down pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, not so easy, is it? Guess well. I've never had to deal with demigods and their super strength. Wait, hold on. Pause. Rewind. This Aladdin you've been going on about is mortal? Well, yes, but a very clever one. Ooh, a clever model. <laughs> Someone, and he sends pain and panic to Agrabah to show Shafar that he can take care of Aladdin. And of course, that goes about as well as you'd expect. Yeah. And then they're like, shit. And then it's like, well, time to get back to my thing. And Jafar's like, wait, the Aladdin humiliated you. Like, like listen, I need, I got a bigger picture here. Trying to rule the cosmos, you know, all that. And there's this running bit where Jafar keeps doing an evil laugh, and Teddy's like, "What? What's what's with the evil laugh? Why do you keep doing doing this? What's with this? It punctuates my evil. It's a flourish." <laughs> <laughs> and then he does it at the end. He's like, hey, "You know, it's this kind of nice, actually. It's this evil laugh thing. It's it's cleansing." But anyway, and the, the they essentially trick Aladdin and Hercules into fighting each other. No, of course. And they, it doesn't take them long to realize. Wait, mm-hmm. wait. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is yeah. literally Batman versus Superman. I mean, yeah. And. <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm sorry. This just feeds into. I don't think I've ever mentioned this mm-hmm. on podcasts, or even maybe to you. Mm-hmm. Disney's Hercules is the perfect Superman movie. You are not wrong. No, because I am right. You are correct. And you cannot convince me otherwise. No, no, I'm not going to argue that point. It has the tone right for Superman. Mm. It has the story right. All you got to do is give him the rest of his powers and make Megara a journalist. And also, Hercules is the nice country boy. 
Yeah. He's literally Superman. Yeah, I mean, Hercules was the original Superman, so it makes sense. Well, yeah, except the real Hercules is a jerk. I mean, most Greek heroes are. Yeah, this is Disney's Hercules, which means he's, like, bred to be Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I'm sorry. No, no. uh, And and Aladdin fits perfectly into, like, a more family-friendly version of Batman because Mm -hmm. he's intellect and agility yeah and of course the whole episode is about hercules like he's like use the ability phil is trying to teach him to use his head like don't go rushing into things i'm just brute force it and aladdin i I, I mentioned this but this is after the movie and after the tv show yeah and it feels very much like a passing of the torch sort of a thing where mm-hmm. like they, they of course they figure out the whole deal with them and they team up to beat Hercules and they team up to beat Hades and Jafar and they do the whole thing. Honestly, it it, sh- it feels really rushed and it should have been a two parter and it kind of has wasted potential. But there is some fun stuff in it. Okay. Uh, but and it's just sort of like a a lot. And at the end, they shake hands and it's like, hey, if you ever need any help, just call me. Yeah, same to you, Aladdin. You know what, Hercules, I think you're going to be a great hero. You know, coming from you, Aladdin, that means a lot. And that's just kind of a nice little thing. And Aladdin's wearing his outfit from the third movie, and him and Jasmine are married, so it's clearly after the third movie and after the series. Mm, yeah. So it's, you know, it's Aladdin retired and kind of like passing the torch to the new hero. Okay. So it's kind of fun in that way. But, you know, anyway. I think that's pretty much all I have to say about that. Okay. I, I thought of something. Another point I want to make about another one of the episodes. Um, yeah. The Big Lie is another Cassandra-centric episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know Cassandra's deal. Uh, she, has, she's a, she has vision. She's an oracle. She's an oracle, but she's always destined to have no one believe her. Yeah. Pretty much. Uh, so she's... They're at Atlantic City basically the greek version of atlantis oh they're at atlantis that's what it is atlantis city mm-hmm. but it's atlantic city and yeah no i, I get yeah, that's a get good it. okay yeah that's a good, no, that's a good okay. joke yeah uh it, complete with trump parody huh it because it's 1998 and he's oh Trump's not out. yet yeah, yeah. and it. also i think he owns most of the casinos in atlantic city Huh. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah. Anyway. Um, but basically the episode is uh the uh Herodotus is like a newspaper guy and he's like I mean that makes God that's good. Yeah. Th- oh, there's lots of good. little jokes that are really good. For people who are like us. Yeah. But the jokes that they really try to stick are just not funny. Yeah, maybe because they're meant for little kids. I feel like they're maybe underestimating kids a little too much. Yeah, I mean, you know. But anyway, this episode, um, basically she, her eyes is like, Teen Oracle. Oh, well, we got to do this. Um, he's like, you know, getting news, he's getting news stories from her. Mm-hmm. And then she says Atlantis is going to sink. 
and it huh. causes a panic and everyone runs away from Atlantis. Hmm. And it turns out to be a lot. And she gets in trouble with the, the Trump guy who like owns all the businesses and, you know, is losing money because of her. And he's hmm. so rich. He can like, he pays Hades to do stuff. Huh? Uh, it's like a, Oh, that's a, that's where the decimal point is. Okay. Yeah. What do you mean you need? Uh, <laughs> uh, those are commas. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said the show wasn't funny. It's little jokes. Okay. I mean, and this is this is a sensible, sometimes a sensible chuckle is fine. Yeah. These are okay. Few and far between. Yeah. Any, maybe it's just the 10 episodes I watch. Yeah, but you know, yeah. Anytime that Cassandra's on screen, it's going to be funny because she gets good delivery. Mm -hmm. And it's a Cassandra centric episode. Yeah. Uh, But also, anytime Hades is on screen, because. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, yeah, that that was another good episode. Oh, uh, but basically, she's like, "No, I was lying," and he's like, "Oh, okay, we'll just hold a press conference that says you were lying." And then in the middle of a co- press conference, she has the actual vision mm-hmm. of Atlantis sinking, and and then it sinks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's really funny about that is Herodotus is the one who wrote about Atlantis, wasn't he? Or was it Socrates? One or the other. I can't. I think it was Plato. Oh, yeah, no, it was Plato. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. History nerds. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, KO um, okay, time? Just closing thought. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's fine. I might in the future try to pick out different episodes mm-hmm. to see if maybe these 10 were just kind of stinkers. Ironic. But yeah. Yeah. To be at least um, one. Yeah. Maybe just try to find the episodes I remember from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than that, it's a perfectly good kids show. I just uh-huh. don't think it has, outside of a few like bit jokes here or there, it's just mm-hmm. not much there. Yeah. Acme Podcasts Incorporated. On Acme Podcasts Incorporated. Okay, okay, KO. Okay, KO. Let's be heroes. Yeah, I have no notes for this because I just. I got too into it. I mean, fair. <laughs> like after our discuss, after watching the first half for episode two, and then our discussion, literally the minute we hung up on the Discord call, I, I just watch started it. watching it. Yeah, fair. 
so we stopped at TKO, and yeah. this is from episode 27 all the way to the end of season season one. Yes. Uh, fuck, man. There's a lot that actually happens in these two, these episodes, at least in, yeah. terms, in terms of plot, important stuff. Uh, yeah. Do we just want to go over all the plot important episodes and then talk about the episodes that just kind of stood out that weren't plot important? Yeah. Um. You you pull up the points and then I'll be able to expand on it because I can't pull it off the top of my head. Okay. Uh. So the first episode that's important to the overall plot is let's have a stakeout. Yes. Def. Yes. That's the one with Mr. Gar and Ko having the stakeout to catch shadowy figure. Yeah. And he, she's getting like Ko breaks into this place with a bunch of glorbs. And glorbs. The glorbs are a thing that are recurring clearly. Oh yeah, no glorbs continue on through the rest of the series. It's, they're mentioned several times in this season. Uh, yeah. But, and him and. They have like a Dragon Ball slash anime esque fight. Yeah, and it's you know more it's continuing that plot though, but also like it's it's also a cute thing with him and Mister Gar actually having an actual interaction with each other. It it is equal parts uh, making Gar a more relatable character. Mm-hmm. I think there are later episodes or maybe yeah. earlier episodes that do that a lot better. This these this second half actually has quite a few episodes that really flesh out Mr. Garmore as a character. Yes, definitely. Uh, but there's at the at the end of the episode after Ko beats him, he's just like, "Yeah, I did what I wanted to." Like it's like he's there's clearly some he has his big plot. Clearly, he's got the long game. He's got the long game. The next episode that's important is, let's see, Glory Days. That's the, the next important plot. The, the flashback episode? Yeah, with uh, yeah, Elbow that's... and Silver yeah. Spark. Yeah. Elbow. Fox. Elbow. You know, well, Elbow. you, know, you want to talk about a real fox, fucking Foxtail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the, okay, just like, let me get this out of the way. Um, Characters who have attacked me so far: <laughs> Professor Venomous, Foxtail, Carol, that one forearm lady in the background of Carol's gym, and uh, Cosma. I've <laughs> <laughs> been attacked from all angles by this show. There's an episode in the last season that's oh, no. pretty Cosma-centric. Oh, no. or at least she's the main villain of cool. that episode. Oh, there's also a cute dog girl on the uh, Pow Cards episode that shows up for like a couple minutes. She shows up a few more times throughout the series. Good, she's adorable. I like yeah, her. Yeah, she's a good character. But anyway, um, this is just the flashback episode where you see the stuff with Point. Yeah, uh, and Rippy Roo and. <laughs> <laughs> I love that his power is hammer space. Yeah, he's just Doraemon. He's a he's a cartoon character, literally. Yeah, it it's good. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, was this the batch that had succulentus, or was that the first batch? That was the first batch. That was the first batch. Okay. Yeah, we already got past that. We already got we got the corn jokes out of the way. Okay. Good. Good. Yeah. Don't worry about that. But this was just it was just cool finally getting a flash more flashback stuff that you know 
wasn't yeah. just the, the dumb vague flashback we kept getting in the first the sandwich half. yeah the sandwich, which we'll get to in a minute yeah but um it's just, it's just, it was just, uh, it was important. Let's see, what's the next important episode? The next important episode is, um, let's see. I mean, <laughs> that's just a good episode. But I think Lad and Logic is an important episode. Which one was that? Oh, that's oh, with yeah. Mr. Logic. Yeah, that it establishes, um. It's a little oh, bit the origins of the Mr. Logic, the barber. Yeah, but also the uh, the plaza and, and Boxmore Box and Boxman and the rivalry between him and Mr. Gar. Yeah, it's it's you know there's not it's also a really it also feels like a um what's the word a prelude to uh Daryl's eventual thing where it's like the robot defying the creator. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's also just cute. It's yeah, it it was a really good episode. I I like Mister Logic. I did like that bit where it was like Mister Gar was like covered in hair. He's like, he just and he cuts it all for him. And it's like it feels yeah. really it feels really good. It's like oh, it's cute. Uh, yeah. so what's the next episode? Uh, the next important, the next important episode is action news. Okay, um, you want to talk about characters attacking? I feel it. Dynamite bad. Watkins. Dynamite Watkins. I feel it. Yeah, feel it. I, I, love, I love it. Clearly, I have a type. I love that her power comes from eyes on her, like publicity. That's good. yeah, like that's a it, good it's, gimmick. Yeah. Her power is heat. Yeah. <laughs> hype. It, it's hype. Yeah, she needs heat. She needs hype. Uh, but the uh, public like, deserves to know. The public deserves to know. It, she's investigating <laughs> stuff with... Oh, wait, no. There was one episode before this that was important. That's the Villain's Night Out and the Villain's Night In episode. Yeah, those were Super definitely... Important. Also, you got to see uh, Justin McElroy as Million Billiam. Yeah. Oh, welcome. Let me take your coat. Yes. Yeah. You don't you brought box man. He's just a joke villain. God. <sighs> I, I I and wasn't Griffin on fucking Big City Greens? Yeah, I, I saw the clip for of him on that. You deserve my spiciest boys. <laughs> Smickledy P. He's just doing. He's just doing Garfield the the deals warlock. Yeah, he is. Has Travis anyway. been? Has Travis been on anything? Other podcasts. I mean, yeah, other podcasts. That's fair. That, right. That's that's all I can think of. He doesn't really uh, do voices that much, and when he does, it's riddle me mm. piss. Yeah, but the villains I did, and well, he's getting to do that more in the graduation. Yeah. Anyway. Um. Anyway. Villains Night In and Villains Night Out. The Villains Night Out is it's more just Professor Venomous um, and establishing more the relationship with him and Boxman, which is and the pseudo romance that's happening between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, and just it's just a fun episode. It's cool. It's fun. This is we see Cosma in a previous episode, and then we see her like in person in this one, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Also, fun fact: she's voiced by uh, Deanna Troy. Really? Yeah. Huh. Also, the voice for Demona and Garfield. Oh yes. Uh, and that was sort of a pur- purposeful because apparently her design mo was, uh, I think she they wanted her to look like a Star Trek alien. <laughs> so they had Deanna Troy voice there, which is good. And the fact, and the fact that she was also Demona helps with the whole like it's it's a good. Yeah, I like it. It's just good. It's very good. Um, it it's more Disney afternoon villainry. Yeah. Okay, I want to say something about the the important thing that happens in the villains night in thing is a freaking um Fink goes turbo. Yeah. But it it's like artificially turbo. She has she uses a glorb. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, hold on. Break pull the brakes. Okay, okay. It I don't think at this point. Uh-huh. Okay. At yes. this point in the show, I don't think it's really a spoiler to draw the conclusion that Shadowy Stranger and Professor Venomous are the same person, right? Oh yeah, no. I mean, well, duh. <laughs> okay. There's more to it than that. Yeah, clearly. But I have I have an... my the- I have my theories, but I'm not gonna Yeah. You know. There is more to it than that, but it's pretty obvious. That yeah, they're connected right. in some way at the very least. And also Boxman when it mentions he's using Glorbs for his newest invention too. Yeah. Uh Glorbs are a major plot point for basically the rest of the series. They're makes, a power source. Maybe it makes sense. Um, they're the unobtainium. They're the Yeah, they're the the MacGuffins. Yeah. Um but, but back to uh the uh action news. Yeah. Uh, this is where we find out Boxman is building a new robot. Yeah. And which is revealed in the two-parter uh, You're in Control. Boxman Jr. Boxman Jr. Who's just Bowser Jr. <laughs> yeah, it's just Bowser Jr. But it's... It's good. It's good. Yeah, it's good. Okay, I th- I don't know if we mentioned the an- the animation, but holy shit, the animation in the- this two-parter is... Wow. Yeah, there's they, a lot of really good animation in this two part. They the team knows how to allocate funds for animation because they can play down short, like f- fewer frame animation for comedic, mm-hmm. and then save the money for those extra frames for when it really counts. Yeah, there is another important episode that happens before this though, and that's the episode with Dendi and Ko trying to control TKO. Yes, yes. Uh, which uh, has a bunch of Dexter's Laboratory references. Yeah, it does. <laughs> My laboratory. <laughs> I want to push it. Don't push it. I want to push it. And then he does the ballerina. DK does the ballerina dance like Dini. So the good. Oh yeah, that was. But, it yeah. was chef kiss. But anyway, the two parter. Um. That's a lot that happens in this 22 minutes. Yeah. TK comes back. Him and KO kind of 
come to an agreement. Yeah, come to an agreement. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was looking for. And Daryl, like, fucking pulls a betrayal. I'm the daddy now. And now he's the villain. I'm the daddy now. Big Tex (laughs) Daryl. Oh, I love Daryl. The status quo has been fucking changed. Yeah. I'm very curious. You haven't started season two at all? No, I was waiting for to record for this i'm sorry for holding us up with that no Uh, yeah it was at at a certain point it was out of your control yeah but anyway boy um, and fuck just okay they did the anime thing where when when ko started using the powers the theme song the instrumental version of the theme starts started playing yeah oh yeah that was really good oh it's so good the thing i love about this show Mm -hmm. it's not the prettiest show out there and Mm -hmm. you know it it okay you remember my complaint about hercules being neither really a good comedy or a good adventure uh this show is is both exactly it's a good action show it leans into both it's both. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it when does both. Action, when it's action, it's good action. And when it's comedy, it's good comedy. And then there's a couple poignant messages here or there. It's able to balance its quote-unquote seriousness with its comedy. And You know what? I, say, exactly. I, don't, I can't say quote-unquote seriousness. There is some genuine seriousness in yeah, this show. It's an anti-gun episode. That's We'll get to, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. The, the, the planet Earth or the the Captain Planet episode mm. that that I was mean, in this batch, right? Yep. Okay, good. Wait, those are two of the episodes, other than the important ones, that stood out to me actually. Yeah. Um, but, and there's more like important episodes as the series goes on, but I mean, obviously, um, it it handles its serious stuff well. But the thing I really like about it is clearly the people writing the episodes mm-hmm. and storyboarding and all that they're animation nerd they're, they're not just animators they're animation nerds they love yeah. animation the they love the form yes clearly at a level that i think at a level that i don't want to speak for you but it's at a level that i'll never quite understand even though I love animation. I think there's only so much you can understand being someone on the a layman. outside. Yeah. Yeah, being a layman, not being someone who actually is animating. Yeah. There's only, there's only so much you can understand. Yeah. The, I, I am pure spectator. Yes. You know, I am, I try not to backseat animate uh yeah or couch quarterback or whatever you want to call whatever you want to call it yeah Yeah, i try not to do that um i i know a little bit about writing i I was a lit minor in college yeah that's that's my wheelhouse for sure yeah and i've written some fan no good fan fiction but i've written a little bit what to you but i'm different (laughs) what Rip to you, but I'm different. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I get... Um, 
I feel like in writing, I have mm-hmm. a bit of some legs to stand on. So that's the only thing I really feel comfortable like critiquing generally. Yeah, I, there's only so um, much we we can only go so deep critiquing animation. And more than I think, the thing I do understand at like their level of animation nerdery is comedy. Mm. Comedy is like my wheelhouse. I'm not the funniest person in the world, but I understand comedy really well. I'm really well versed in comedy. I mean, I think you're funny. Thank you. I get by. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but you know, the viewers will decide for real. Yeah, the I'm viewers funny. will decide if, if if you're funny or I'm funny or either of us funny. Chances uh, are neither. Uh, hey. Anyway. hey. Anyway, um. I mean, I don't know. That fucking clown gold bit about the dark cut was fucking hilarious. That was cooperative. That was both of us. It was. I mean, that's that's what this is what we're here for, man. Yeah. Um. Anyway. God, I hope we didn't peak in the first episode. <laughs> Did man? God, I hope not. Oh, jeez. Anyway. Uh. Anyway. But yeah, like they, I just feel like like they they know how because of like how much they love the format, the art form. Mm-hmm. They are really good at walking that very thin line that is homage and ripping off. Yeah, there is a thin line between the two, and they do a master. They are masters. I I don't know about individual. No, you know individually too. I'm sure Ian Jones quarterly individually is certainly very well versed in walking that line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm familiar. I talked about this last episode, but I'm familiar with him first from RPG World, his web comic from back in the day. That was. Oh, we we didn't talk about the the episode with the. We finally found out about the sandwich flashback. Oh, we did? We did not. I mean, that episode, yeah, that episode, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, there's not much to say other than, you know, we finally find out what to do with that is. Well, you don't find out everything. I'm just going to tell you that. I mean, yeah, I mean, clearly there's more. But we there. get more context. Way more than we did before, than yes. just a falling sandwich. And now it's like, okay, now the sandwich thing makes sense. Was that not in the flashback episode? No. Okay. It's a different episode because it was the episode where that robot thing that defeated in the flashback of it shows up again. Also, at the end of that episode, at the end of that episode, Carol's like, "Yeah, you don't have to send anybody. We're cool." Yeah, hmm. yeah that that comes up later. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. <sighs> Boy, uh, but it's a yeah. good series. Speaking of episodes that stand out, other than like the plot important ones, the Captain Planet episode. That was a really good episode. LeVar Burton is Kwame. Again. Yeah. It's so good. The only thing that would have made that funnier is if Captain Planet was voiced by Don Cheadle. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for nobody. No, no, people get that. That that was pretty mainstream. Yeah, but no, there was a it was the original Captain Planet, which is nice. Yeah. 
I did like the joke in that episode of Boxman where it's like, we'll, he's, he's going on about polluting the planet, and he's like, why would we want to do that? Don't we <laughs> live on the planet? <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> that was the original voice actress too, right? It, it totally was. Okay, good. Uh, the only... All... Sorry, what? They all got all the originals that were there. Good, good. Can get the other Planeteers, apparently. <laughs> I wonder how many of them are still voice actors. Or even some of them might not even be alive. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, also, um, maybe um, Mati's accent. Maybe. Uh, maybe. But anyway. I know he, he was supposed to be like Native American. American. South, no, American. South American? He's South, South American. American. I remember... Because there was that episode where they travel back to ancient Mexico because oh, they the... fell down a well or something, and there was a Mayan kid who looked ex- or an Aztec kid who yeah. looked exactly like Mati. Because of course, yeah, because he was the bearer of heart of that era or whatever. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Like that one Power Rangers episode where they went to the Wild West and all their ancestors, for some reason, look exactly like them. <laughs> oh! And then the, the then the, the then a mysterious stranger roams in a town called the Green Stranger. <laughs> oh God! God, I love Power Rangers. <laughs> Power Rangers so stupid. I love it. Oh, I love how dumb Power Rangers is. Anyway. Um, um so okay ko where were the, we at again that i gotta give props to that cash of planet episode just at the yes. specifically at the end where it's like they switched now, to the animation style well that too but also like we didn't solve the problem no oh i can't <laughs> i can't solve this problem only you only, can only you can do what you can and when and and if you show that you trying to do what you can people up the people in charge might also might also might also try and do what they can, and they're the ones who can make the real differences. Yep. And it's like, wow, that's a genuinely good message about global warming. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, you know, okay. the only thing I'm sorry, I just one thing about that episode. Go ahead. Only thing I would have liked to have seen in that episode, mm-hmm. Captain Pollution. Yeah, we can't have everything. No. Uh, I just wanted two things. Yeah. Um. Okay, I have to talk about the furry TF episode. Yeah, I know you do. Like, listen, it's my brand. Yeah, it is. I gotta talk about it. It was really funny to like have the bunch of furries be at a human convention, though. <laughs> it. For some reason, the reverse is kind of creepy to me. I mean... It, I just get Buffalo Bill vibes. It kind of is that, but yeah. it's really... I like the... It's like, I see what you're doing here. Yeah. This is clearly coming from someone who knows. Yeah. You know? And I, Enid's hmm. furry form is adorable. Yeah, I mean, it's a rabbit. She's cute. She's adorable. Yeah. Ko is a puppy, is adorable. Rad's a, a cat, which a is pu- appropriate. They're all cute. Let's yeah. Be real. 
also at the end of the episode, it's like, now everything's back to normal. <laughs> They're just wearing the weird human costumes. Uh, that comes up one or two more times. Yeah, they, they bring the it up comedy. in the they bring it up in the KO episode with the all the videos. Yeah. By the way, that's another episode that stands out to me. That was a very good episode. Uh, it it talks about importance of like privacy online privacy and yeah. Yeah, and we got the Naruto reference in there. Yeah, we did to test my abilities. <laughs> Was I'm sorry, was the Valentine's Day episode last batch or this batch? Uh last batch. Last batch, okay. Uh I do want to talk about I didn't know this, but apparently the Heroes Fate episode, the one with the cloud ripoff, was a crossover with It's uh, not just a crossover, it's a conclusion to RPG World Ian Jones Quarterly's uh webcomic that I've mentioned a couple times now I was a big fan of as a teenager. Wow, that must have been really cool to see this episode then that was very satisfying for me and i'm sure him and the 10 other people who remember that webcomic i mean you know fun fact though the guy who voiced the cloud character was uh michael uh some sin Temclis, who was the voice of leonardo in the 2003 ninja turtle show oh interesting more you know yeah the more you know. I love that his his sword was a keyblade slash buster sword, which was fun. Yeah. Uh what, what other one? I'm just trying to think off the top of my head. Oh, the freaking the one with the, the truffles. And Oh uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. That was kinda weird. Oh by the way, okay, another character who attacks me, Beardo. <laughs> yeah. He's a he's a nice guy. He's also a big buff Oni. Who's a chef? I'm like, oh, you're perfect. He's like, kind of a Greek stereotype. Yeah, a little bit. Like a New York food truck Greek Greek, guy. Greek stereotype. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. think necessarily a mean one. It's it's like uh, oh, well, it's, yeah, my no. big fat Greek wedding. Those yeah. kind of yeah. Yeah, no, I get you. It'd be it'd be more egregious if it was like you know a stereotype of. It's not Watu. It's not Watu. No, no, it's not. You know, it's not a. It's, it's not fucking what's his name from Johnny Johnny Quest. Oh yeah. You know, it's not that. But it is. You know, it is a stereotype. But it's not like Rashi. a. Yeah, it's not a harmful stereotype. Yeah, it's just kind of playing with uh, restaurant, like food truck slash diner owner. Yeah, that guy. It, it reminds me of the, that one alien from the the, the the prequels, Star Wars. The the guy in the diner, Dexter. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, kind of reminds me of that. It it's just yeah. It it's Same based energy. on a very specific character. It's usually like owns a diner, and mm-hmm. there's a lot of Greek diners in New York and elsewhere. He's got a bit of a gre- greasy apron. He's a little... Yeah. Uh, and he kind of talks like this. He's a little bit rough around the edges, but you know he's a good guy. Yeah. But I did like that episode. It was just... He's cute. a little thing your target. What, what, was the oh, secret oh. what was the thing you put in there? It was love. Kill. Love. <laughs> when you cook with love, everything is delicious. Beardo's a good guy. He is a good guy. 
it was cool to see him, you know, do stuff. Yeah, um, he doesn't get to do much else. Oh, by the okay, let's not be skeletons. Yeah, gun gun control. An episode. anti-gun episode. I was like, was that was that an anti-gun episode? <laughs> there <laughs> was yeah. Um, so there there was a discussion on uh, another podcast, not one of ours, but one that I listened to. One we. I think we both listened to it actually. Um not gonna name names. Mm. Um about media that has a message. It was a discussion about Death Stranding and Kojima's writing in general. Oh, okay. About how he doesn't do subtext with his messages, he beats you over the head with them. Yeah, he just he sits you down and he tells you what the deal is. Yeah. And still somehow people don't get it. Somehow. It's amazing. Um, war, is, but, war is bad. Yeah, and they also used uh, Zach De La Roca and Rage Against the Machine as another example of that. <laughs> yeah, the, the names of the Rage Against the Machine songs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is that. And I genuinely like that sort of device mm-hmm. better than the, the vagueness of, is this a bat? It, it's just clear. Oh, you're telling me this. Okay, I appreciate that, and it's I appreciate about, it a, in this episode because it's about guns without. Them. It's about guns without being about guns. Yeah. Also, I got monorail energies from the seller guy from the The Simpsons, like the monorail episode. And you put this. Yeah, with the song. I, I'm definitely getting. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Monorail, monorail. Yeah. You know, I got the, those energies. No, 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 no. I'm with you there. I'm just okay. not going to sing the song. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We've already, we've done we've done our song. We've each sung. Up. We've sung at least once. Yeah. Uh, let me think. Oh, the ep- okay, the episode with Enid's parents. Enid's mom's also a fox. I mean, her dad's Rad, a literal wolf. Rad said it best. <laughs> Wow, Enid's mom is a hot vampire, and her dad is a hot werewolf. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, he did say it best. Buy energy. Yep. Enid and Rad, buy energy. Yep. He said it best. It's, It's just a cute episode. Yeah, it's a good episode. Um, it's cute. It's good. Um, it the yeah. straight up, it, it felt like a Boo Brothers reference with the two ghosts. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, absolutely, it was the Boo Brothers. Yeah, or the did the three uncles from Casper. It's like a fusion. Absolutely. Of those. Yeah, yeah. It was playing into that Hanna Barbera filmation. Yeah. Energy. Yeah, same energy. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it was worth mentioning just because it's a cute episode, and I, it does, I think I it like was... those characters. Yeah, it was one of my fa- favorite episodes of the season, I think. Yeah. Um, when they first aired, at least. Uh, looking back and knowing the overall plot, that list changes. Because mm-hmm. uh, certain things are now like, whoa! But, uh, yeah, at the time, that was one of my favorite. Anytime we get to see Witch Enid, 
Mm-hmm. It's just a fun design. Yeah, we get to see her in the Ghoul School episode later, too. Yeah, Have you seen that episode? I haven't Cause... seen it, I just know of it, because it was kind of hard to avoid. Yeah. Uh... And I was like, oh, I can't believe it. Yeah, that was a very good episode. Mm-hmm. I I I learned how to use the on-demand features on my cable box to see that episode. Huh. Because, um, yeah, I, I very much wanted to see it. Hmm. And I couldn't find it anywhere else. And I didn't know when it was airing or when it aired. Mm-hmm. But I knew because I follow... Ian Jones Quarterly and Rebecca Sugar on uh, Twitter mm-hmm. that it was should, on the should, on-demand service. I should be following them. I think. About yeah. Uh. Okay. We have to talk about. Let's watch the pilot. <laughs> yeah. Um. God, what an episode! They do this gag one or two more times. Really? Throughout the series, That's like the uh, the actors like forum whatever like behind the scenes thing that's kind of great actually i never enjoy it i did love the joke about like you do a good job of voicing over daryl rad (laughs) yeah that that was fun or the Um, the tripping over the the original outfit or Stuff like that. Uh, I think it was a fun episode. Yeah, don't, don't get me wrong. There's no bad episode. I don't think OKKO OK actually has a bad episode. Mm-hmm. Like, overall as a series. Yeah. I just feel this one doesn't hit me personally as hard as some others. Hmm. I also, weirdly enough, don't enjoy a lot of meta humor. Hmm. And this is a lot of meta humor. Mm-hmm. Fair. Uh, any other ones that you felt like should be talked about, or I really don't remember what was. I I told you at the outset I didn't take any notes. Okay. And I don't remember what's in the list. I feel like we talked about everything, right? Uh, I did like the episode with Rad's car. <laughs> that was. Fun. Oh, that was a. That one I really enjoy, where Dendy keeps, like... He's trying doing... to fix his car. Yeah. I Ow. really enjoy the running gag of Dendy is kind of obsessed with Rad. Mm. It's just yeah. funny to me. Yeah. Like, I don't... I, I feel like some people read into it in, like, uh, it's a mm. crush, but I think it's more in a... He's an alien. Yeah, more in a fascinating base and science yeah he's an alien, alien technology he's, yeah as i that's what i get too yeah back in red action red action was good too that episode that, that, that episode the, was really good got the power rangers up reference in there yep and they're dating now yeah which i'm sure will come up later that Once red or twice, action, i think um I know that they do get together by the end. Yeah. Was this the Elodie? Did was the Elodie episode in this? It was, was in that, the first batch. That was, was in first. the first batch. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. It. I'm no, really no, bad at keeping all this straight in my head. No, it was why I take it's, notes. It, it's sort of the problem of. Also, it it comes with the territory of us watching this in two parts. Yeah. Next time, next time we'll watch just the whole second season. Yeah. 
next time we'll because there's there are less episodes in the second season. Yeah. There's only thirty-five. That will be easier. Yeah, it will be easier. But I think that's it. I don't think we have anything else. Um other than okay KO good. It's really I think good. it's my I think it's my favorite cartoon of the last decade, honestly. I I can see why. Yeah. I'm look I'm definitely looking forward um, to more. It def like I think in a lot I think in a lot of ways Steven Universe is probably a better show. Mm -hmm. But I think OKKO OK speaks to me more. Mm. I mean that's fair. Yeah. Alright, I think that's a podcast. Yeah, that's a podcast, buddy. Alright. We're gonna do G.I. Joe one day, right? One one day. Cause I've only ever seen one episode of that show. All right, <laughs> dude, I'm fucking. Yeah, you're you're falling asleep. Oh god, it's one twelve a.m. One thirteen. Six hours of this. jeez, oh, a little. Okay. Uh, you know what? Everybody have a good night. Drink your water. Stay hydrated. Uh, all that's good. You know, don't that do good what stuff. I wouldn't do. Don't be a fuck up. Do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, well, I mean, I drink my water. Have a have a have a good holiday if you celebrate one, and if you don't, just have a good time this holiday yeah. season. Yeah, kicking hey. Kwanza, kick Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and whatever. Yeah, I'm gonna try to engineer it so this episode comes out on uh, Monday, December thirtieth. So we'll see. I'm, I'm I'm gonna try to engineer it that way. All right, then. Uh, so join All right. us next episode where we'll talk this episode we talked about what we thought the highlights animation wise were next episode we'll try to talk about what we're looking forward to this coming year 2020 yeah. uh yep. so everybody be good do good drink your water uh watch cartoons. go to the watch cartoons and go to the bathroom regularly don't hold it in never worth it no, it's never uh, worth it. Cause permanent damage. Anyway, yeah. Stay new to your, stay new to your pets. Bye bye. <laughs> bye bye. You don't want. You don't want. You don't want the schmaltz. Schmaltz. You want the goofs. Goofs.